It's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mousy hair But her mummy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go But her friend is nowhere to be seen Now she walks through her sunken dream To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen Alright, hello and welcome to somewhat of a special edition of the Gay Film Fit Podcast oh, a, uh, a little bit, Did anything going on guys? Well, I have to say, I think the last episode we did was so good. Yeah, it makes this one feel a little. I'm less setting the exciting. expectations lower yeah. right now, just because if you just listen to the first one. Yeah, I mean, what could we possibly talk about on yeah. this one, Jeremy? That would be exciting. Uh, I, just uh, the best picture winner of the Fixies for uh, 2021. That might draw a crowd. That might draw a crowd. I'm a little bit more intrigued now. So, uh, once again, it is the 7th Annual Fixie Awards. We are sitting here at the Aria Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, on the Vegas Strip, overlooking New York, New York, and the MGM. <laughs> Look, we're looking at the Chrysler Building. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is a beautiful day here. Uh, I am joined by Lee Carlo and Chapin Hemingway. I am Jeremy Fisk. We uh, so it, great to be together. I don't it, know if we pointed that out yeah, on the last it's one. Yeah, unbelievable. But... First time, rec- or now this will be the second time recording this podcast live together. We are streaming this, not live, but we'll, we'll have a stream. If, if you want it, we'll you can request it. it I'm yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll get loads of emails for Again, that. Again, we want to thank uh, Palmer and Associates yes. for putting all these uh, nominations and tallies and winners together. Put a nice little spreadsheet together for us. Um, pro pro bono too, we yeah. should say. I mean, we you know it's uh, Brantley who used to be a part of this podcast and has moved on to bigger and better things. Volunteered his firm services. Obviously, he doesn't really meddle in those. Yeah, yeah. He's done, kind of too he's big. Done to, uh, he's got a team. Yeah, but no, I, well, I, but I think I the think fixies, he get, he he's gets in there. In? No, okay. he. I, so when when I talk to him, he's not just like giving this to Passing his team. Like yeah. he, he's there for the fixies. This is their we're their biggest client. Uh, so and especially for allowing, excuse me, to have. Mm. A little more time. I did send mine in on the plane on the way there. Yeah. Technology is amazing. They work fast. It's incredibly. Yeah. They do such good work. Yeah, very good work. So and so we far, we have a few winners, and I'm going to go back over them. So our first category was best uh, cinematography, and it was Greg Frazier from Dune. He won supporting actor Anders Danielson Lee for the worst person in the world. Uh, best supporting actress was Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter. Best screenplay was. Joaquin Trier and Esklvacht for the worst person in the world. Not bad, Jeremy. Not bad. <laughs> Honestly, he's 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 done better than I expected with some of these names. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, all right, so you fill her up before there, Bob. we get going. Apparently, we need to fill up our champagne glasses because in the time we took to rec- start recording, we <laughs> yeah. drank a whole glass. So. Um, we're going to do that real quick. You can hear the bubbles. And Lee, what are we drinking again? For the those Billicard who Simon Blanc de Blanc. And if we do also want to point out, if you hear a long beeping sound at any point during the podcast. Well, no. first off, if you haven't listened to part one, you should just not listen to this. Go back and yeah. listen to part one first because, uh, I mean... We'll explain everything. We... So how we're doing this is we're kind of going, as, as categories and actors and actresses come up, we sort of 
talk about the movie in general, so a lot of our thoughts are going to be throughout the whole yeah, six so you nominations. May have heard a thing yeah. or two. So if we're like vague or quick on something, it's probably because we've talked about it in part one. Yeah. Um, in detail, in stunning detail. All right. <laughs> in 4K. <laughs> Uh, all, right. all right, so the first category we're going to be doing is Best Actor. So last time Chapin went first. Again, we go five to one, so we're all going to give our number fives, number fours, so on, and then we're going to tally up those votes and see who won. Lee, who is your number five? Uh, all right. I will say this was my thinnest category. Interesting. Sir, by, by far this the This was my toughest most to figure out number to... one. Uh, interesting. Okay. So, my number five is Mahershala Ali in Swan Song. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie that didn't totally work. Right idea. Great idea. Great yeah. idea concept. And, you know, I think so there was kind of something like a Black there. Mirror episode. Yeah. Something there didn't totally work. But, man, Mahershala Ali is, I think, one of our most natural and effortless actors. Mm-hmm. Like, he is so good. And he just never, every range of emotion, any range of emotion, he is hitting with the perfect like touch yeah and i don't there's not a lot of actors that do it so effortlessly and i love when i can see just pure talent in a performance and look we hated green book and i don't care about his performance in that but you see the same thing there his huge range of emotions and he can nail every single one of them he's great in this movie and you know again i think to say this was a thin category i don't want to impugn any of the performances i'm nominating but this just was, wasn't a lot of honorable mentions. Not a lot of honorable mentions, and I think in another year this this maybe doesn't make my list, but doesn't matter, right? It, you, he is the fifth best performance of the year for me, so in, in, the, in the acting category. Okay. In the male acting category. Uh, interesting. My number five. Uh, all right, everyone ready to drink? <laughs> Hidoshi Mishima. So I don't know how you say it, so I can't say that you said it wrong. I'm just going to... Hidoshi uh, nish, nish, nish. That, yeah, that, he got it. Chapin got it way better. <laughs> uh, from Drive My Car. So he would have I want to hear about because he didn't make my list. Yeah. So I thought he was good. He's good, though. So I, I know it's sort of. I, you tell me, is this like a comp out to play like two? He's, a, he's, an, he's an actor within the movie and he has to play this part on stage yeah. within the movie and he's so good at it there. Um, I think he would have been higher on my list if not for that scene I talked about earlier um, where he sort of uh, talks to the, the driver character about her uh, you know, family and her mother and all mm-hmm. this, and she's sort of he out, yeah, out-acts him, and, which is kind of surprising because he's so good in the role of, um, in the play. What role is he playing? Is he Uncle Vanya. On Uncle Vanya, yeah. so... Um, he, he's just so good at that, and you can clearly see why they cast him as the like he's the professional actor, yeah. you know. Uh, and he's also dealing with a lot with his wife before she passes and after she passes, and all that sort of stuff. And I think honestly, he he without him, this movie doesn't work. So for that, he he makes it on my list. So that's yeah. a, that's a really interesting point because you and I just realized this with that insight, he doesn't uh, he's he's strangely reserved and restrained after all these awful things happen to him. You don't yes. see him emotion his emotional outbursts, but you see that on stage. Exactly. In his the first when he's doing Waiting for Godot in the first scene and then um when he's playing Uncle Vanya, uh 
he really just gets into it. And yeah, like I said about... about um, and the only time you kind of see it in real life is when he's in the car reciting his lines to right, his yeah. then-dead wife. You right. see that emotion. Of course, that's still acting, but that there's a whole other yeah. level. And again... It's, it's a lot of... It was fa- my best screenplay. Facial... Yeah, unspoken yeah. acting. Yeah. I'm glad you have this because... So I really liked his performance, but honestly, it's a weird thing. But like, I didn't know why or what to say or describe it. So I'm like, if I put this on my list, do I just say his name and then move on? Like, what do I have yeah, to talk about? Yeah, I mean, initially like, this was the one uh, that I, I sort of was my last second, took somebody else off, mm-hmm. put somebody on, and I can tell you who if you guys uh, yeah. end up nominating this oh, person. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Um, but, uh, okay, that's my number five. Bradley Cooper, Nightmare Alley. Oh, um, I actually like that you put that. I really... But you I, didn't like them in it. What? I, I didn't love them, but I'm starting to come around a little bit. I I really, I, him, I really but... thought this was a subtle, magnificent performance by him. It stood out to me. Uh, he was a replacement for Leo. I, th- I like I said. I think he did. I think he was bet. He was better than Leo would have been. Um, and and I say that because I think Bradley Cooper just has a lot. Can really channel a lot of subtlety. We we don't see that a, a, a lot. But I what I loved about a lot of his performance in A Star Is Born. Um, I just think he, you know, he like that old phrase like contain multitudes you know he's just like clearly holding a lot below him i know you guys didn't buy that as much but i did and i think you know he's he he plays someone who's very intelligent but not as intelligent as he thinks yeah he like, is really you know what point. i mean yep yep um so and that work that hurts him yeah. works against him yeah. yeah and i think that moment at the end when he realizes he's the spoiler alert he's the geek um profound scene Though I don't, yeah, okay. I don't know that that scene is earned. Yeah, I just don't know that it's earned as well. But I I think the performance is good. You know, when I say good actors acting good, it's always sort of in a pejorative sense. But Bradley Cooper is good in this movie because he's a good actor, I think. But I don't know that the role is is fixie worthy, necessarily. Uh, My number four is Cooper Hoffman in Licorice Pizza. Wow. Um, I'm sorry, who was your number five? Um, Herschel Ellie. Cooper Hoffman, well, first of all, so likable, so charismatic, yeah. like just a really interesting character, really great casting choice. Obviously, somebody who's never acted before. But I got to thinking about him and his dad, Philip Seymour Hoffman, obviously, mm. the late Philip Seymour Hoffman, who we love. And especially as he got older, Philip Seymour Hoffman had just like so much gravitas and presence. And I'm thinking Cooper in this movie is somebody who. Wants to have gravitas and presence, but doesn't exactly, have it yet. Yeah. Or, and I but just that, thought that, that was, was part really of the interesting. Character, not yeah, the, not, not his fault. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the 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 purpose. And I thought that was really interesting. I think I just I mean, look, I just love the characters in this movie. We talked about it with the screenplay, and I just think <laughs> Gary Valentine is this like unique character that we have ne- have we haven't really seen anybody like him before. And to have Cooper Hoffman, who's never acted before, do such a good job. I of think, it and, is and I think, you know what's interesting is like if that character was was written and cast by any other director know who know who would play would have played it it would have been that kid at the beginning of licorice pizza skylar gizondo yeah is that who it is that yeah. sort of slick back kid yeah. hair that actually well, is that like charismatic <laughs> yeah. like not that not that yeah. uh hoffman isn't but like in the more natural that would have been who was cast by and almost any other director right. they wouldn't have realized yeah. what you actually need there right and, and if you've listened to any interviews with paul thomas anderson he auditioned so many people yeah. And then he's like, I oh, know Cooper. Hmm. Like, I know, he know he's known Cooper Hoffman his whole life. It's like, I know him. Like, he is, he will work, or he might work. And, like, 
I'm sure it took a lot of like talking and working on it and stuff, but sometimes you just like you know what you're looking for and it's not it something a trained season actor is going to give you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, speaking of trained season actors, uh, my number 4 is Matt Damon in The Last Duel. I Again, this is this is a performance that could have just kind of easily been forgotten, but Damon brings sort of uh I don't know what the word is. There's a quality to it that he brings as far as like thinking he's better than he is. Totally. Um thinking he's somebody he's not in a fake enti- uh, like but a gritty entitlement yeah. of like it, it it's something that isn't necessarily on the page yeah. that he brings to this hmm. performance. See, I think it's there. He, he he is like so a victim of his own success. Like he's just so good in everything he does that when you see him do something like this, which is just like ten percent better than his other performances, it's like yeah, he's Matt Damon doing Matt Damon. But yeah, I totally. I don't agree. think he's doing oh, Matt so, Damon. Though. No, no, I don't mean he's playing Matt Damon. I mean he's he's bringing the quality to it that he usually does. But, so, but it's it's different, right? Like he and and he's playing like the 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 difference. Like he's sort of the movie star Matt Damon in his in his part, and then yeah. he's a totally yeah. different guy in right. the second part, and he's a huge asshole in the third part. Yeah, right. Which I love that about all their performances, and Matt and they, Damon didn't make my list because I, I I actually know this is the reason. He and Adam Driver literally canceled each other out for me. Like it was like, okay, who did I like more? And then neither of them end up with the <laughs> with the credit. To, like to Chavin's point too, like he's he is so different in each of those stories, but not in a way where it's like he's playing a different character. Oh, but that's the brilliance of that movie, and that's yeah. what's so difficult to pull off. Uh, that's what I love about that movie too is that. The stories don't change that much. Yeah. Like, they just little subtle changes in the performances and the writing and the directing. Um, yeah. All right. There you go. Number four, Simon Rex, Red Rocket. Um, you did make your list. Okay. I'm glad I, we at least get to talk about this movie. I, I like curious what you thought. I like this movie. Um, well, you know, it's not going to make my top ten. But, um, yeah, this guy, I don't know. Evidently, he was a, a BJ back in the day. I don't remember him at all. Um, but... This whole movie revolves around him, who's this like kind of charismatic, but kind of totally off the rails and sleazy, de- sleazy, yeah. like awful person morally. But but you still want to watch but you, him. You yeah. root for him, and he makes Loves you root for him. His credits, and like, he's just like like he's such a creep, and like but um, he does it in an innocent way. He's not coming from the creep from the angle of like. I don't know, like try, trying to manipulate somebody. He does it in a genuine way. Like he yeah. genuinely wants him to look up his porn credits, and he yeah. genuinely wants to like. <laughs> there's, there's the scene at the beginning of this movie when he's in the kitchen with his ex-wife and just will not shut up. Yeah, and it was so good. I don't know that anybody could continue that momentum. Yeah, had he, it would have been the best performance of the year. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it was it, so funny. And, and it just after that, it just sort of like faded a little bit, and that movie didn't. I didn't love it. It was good, but yeah, no, but it, it's it's rare when you have a movie, and maybe this is the case. But there's another one with the uh, one of our females, but um, that like the whole his whole energy is that movie. Like the like his mo- his energy of that movie, his energy as an actor in that movie is the movie's energy. Yeah, and yeah, totally, that's yeah. a pretty dominant. Uh, you know. Oh, it's his, it's his movie, yeah. for sure. It doesn't matter. There's some other okay performances, good performances. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad, honestly, yeah. in the rest of the movie. Yeah. That movie, 
is either going to work or not because of his performance, yeah. and it does because he's good. That's so. just strange, and like I like putting a strange, non sort of <laughs> yeah. Traditional it was definitely an honorable mention for me. Yeah. almost number five. Go ahead. Uh, I'm up with yep. number three. Uh, is that right? Did you already? Yeah, I did you, four. Yeah. All right, okay. number three. Amir Jadidi in a Hero. I, I don't. I mean, I've said a lot, guys. I think I like him. I, you know, he, he he was. I think that he had that 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 quiet like like uh, he's not sure what he's, yeah. what to do. He's not sure what he did wrong oh, or if he did the right thing. I love the look on his face a lot, and like he also is like, you know, this whole movie. He's like, oh, you didn't do this for the credit, but then maybe like you see that maybe you did. Like it's all very like it's not nothing is clear in this movie, and like his performance emphasizes that, and I just think. You know, the gray area that this movie tries to focus on is also very much part of his performance. And I, I thought he was really good. I, yeah, no, he he was the part of this movie I actually kind of liked. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you guys... It's just root for him, and yeah. he's, he's got a... You know, he, he, he kept the, the movie alive for me. All right. Uh, my number three is, uh, for a movie we didn't think we'd talk about a lot, it is Benedict Cumberbatch from Power of the Dog. Uh, as much as I think, like... A lot of this movie's overrated, and even his performance is overrated as far as, like, I think he's going to get the Oscar. It is a difficult performance to pull off. Um, no. I don't I, The more I think about it, the more I think he doesn't actually pull it off. Go ahead. I just think he... <laughs> so, we talked on the podcast a little bit about how the way he's behaving at the beginning is intentional. Like, mm-hmm. it's all part of the character. Like, he's hiding something he's trying to put on a show. Yeah. I think it... I think he overacts. I think I, I, think, I disagree. I mean, I think he does too much there and he doesn't also, you know, Woody Norman was my number one supporting actor for like expertly pulling off an American accent at age 10. Benedict Cumberbatch did not. Yeah. <laughs> like you want to say like, Oh, that's not a big deal, but it it's is distracting. It's his, he doesn't. And so I think part of the appeal for him in this is that he is so out of place. Like as a as how he looks, mm-hmm. um, how he talks, how he like his his whole sort of sinister vibe. Like I think that's part of the appeal in it, and I guess that's where I went with that because I mean, just of all the performances this year, that one definitely is seared in my mind more than a lot of others. Mm. I th- think of that and think of Cumberbatch in that role, so. I see what you're saying, but I think it works. Um, I like it. It's not on my list, but... Yeah, and I just think for... You know, this was a thin... I was having a hard time finding my fifth pick. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not putting Cumberbatch there. Like, I don't... It didn't feel right to put him on my list, even though I know, like, this is the performance of the year. But I was like... I don't know that I think this is a good performance. I'm not going to try to convince myself. Well, like a one sixty nomination. Yeah, the three sure. of us. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Like yeah. I think you know he's I, great. I don't know but... if I do. Yeah, I don't know if I do either. Oh, but uh, he's so good in Sherlock. Like I, I guess maybe that's why yeah. I love him from <laughs> yeah. from that role. But um, all right, Chapin. Adam Driver, The Last Duel. You I'm and glad I they both got a, a nom here. You because... and I saw the House of Gucci, and then I suggested we do Last Duel to follow it up, and I was like. You know, that movie, House of Gucci, you know, didn't really work for, I don't think, any of us, but we all liked it, I guess. It was fun to watch, and there's a lot of scene chewing in it, mm-hmm. which was fun, and I thought he was sort of the one performer. I liked Lady Ga- I think Lady Gaga knew what movie she was in and right. really <laughs> capitalized on it, um, but he actually, I think, delivered quite a good performance in that film. He just impressed me, yeah. and then we saw him again in, in The Last Duel the, and you're like, like, oh, yeah. the following week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's like our like the best actor of his generation, and I think he's 
fantastic in here. And he's doing something we've never seen him do before, which is like yep. this, this like, you know, he's this, you know, man of honor. He's carrying a, quite a bit of arrogance. He's carrying his head high, but he's also this sort of disgusting person. Yeah, he's and, horrible too. This that yeah. scene with Affleck where he says, my, my books are in disarray. And he he's just rape, like that rape scene he does. That, well, obviously there's that, but he makes him horrible. But he's like, you, you think of these people as like noble men, like especially like he's a squire and like they're soldiers and stuff. Like you think they're going to, you know, have these like noble causes. And he's just like, I need somebody to help me get my books in order. And he's like, well, then I'll do it. And then he goes and beats the shit out of this guy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're, you're if, terrible. Of yeah. all the performances in that movie, um, so far we've got Affleck, Driver, and yeah. uh, Damon nominated. I, I think he, I believe that he, I believe in the realism of his performance in that time the most. Like, See, Affleck, I, Affleck is like over the top a little bit and doing the accent a little bit. And, um, you know, Damon, I think, uh, you know. That, he's always Matt Damon a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Hurts and, but, but, but Driver just like, you just believe that he is this person in this time. and um, Well, so I remember on the Gucci podcast, you said, you know, that convinced you Adam Driver can do anything. And that may be true. But yeah. then we saw The Last Duel, and that convinced me yeah. that Adam Driver can do anything. And I don't... I, I still think it's a, a up for debate if he's the greatest actor of his generation. Well, I maybe feel like not, there's but, a lot of uh, sure, contenders but, there. Know, but he's among them, though. Among them. I, I'll give you that. Um, I'm glad both of them... debate I'm, for another time. I'm yeah. glad Dame and Driver got nominated, because neither of them ended up making my list, and I loved both of those performances, but they literally... I was like, I only have five spots. They can't both be there, and they ended up neither of them making it. Uh, my number two? Yep. Dev Patel in The Green Knight. Again, I, I watched half that movie, and he was extraordinary in it. So and good. I, you just you like him so much, I, I just couldn't put it on. And, you know, he's an interesting actor. I mean, he's been around forever. He's been in big movies, been in Oscar movies, yeah. and he's not an actor that's talked about a lot. And yeah, I don't know he's why that very, very good, and I think this is the best I've ever seen him. He's so insecure, so flawed, trying to prove stuff to himself, thinks he's trying to prove stuff to other people doesn't really know what he's trying to prove, completely lost. Yeah. And I think, I think what, goes on this journey, and I just think he's so good in this movie. What, what threw me was the mystical parts of this movie. I had a hard time because I think oh, my I brain was like that about trying movie, so. to grasp what, the, what was happening and what the movie was trying to say that I think everything else became, like, secondary. Sure. Okay. I mean, he... His yeah. performance is kind of... <clears throat> this is going to sound weird because I love that movie so much, but his performance is kind of what I wanted... Leo's performance to be in the Revenant, like Leo. Leo yeah. is not in that movie. I mean, he's great. He goes through a lot of stuff, and you see it on his face. But like, I really just like felt like I was with Dev Patel on this journey, and like watching these things through his eyes. And I just, yeah. I, I'll like, point out too that like, and he didn't make my supporting. The role was too small, but. Um, Barry Keonan, who I is love. that who that was? Okay, yeah. I, I, was, I thought it was him, but I is, it, is so good yeah, in his little good. part. Yeah. And uh, who is he? So he was the guy who steals. He steals it from the. Uh, oh from yeah, the yeah, that guy's so, so creepy. Yeah. He's so creepy and everything. It is George, right? Come on, George. Come on, George. <laughs> um, but I mean, his Barry Keonan's best role is uh, the killing of a sacred deer. Oh right? yeah, he's so so freaky. All right, my number two is Andrew Garfield. Or tick tick, tick boom tick, tick boom. Um, it's just one of those roles where you have to just completely go for it. You you are the movie. 
um, whether you even find the story interesting or the music interesting. Um, I think you have to appreciate Garfield's energy and commitment to that performance in that role. Um, he's just he just embodies this person. And I don't know, I guess we've probably had this debate before, but like, is there something to like playing a real person that sort of adds some gravitas to the performance? Uh, I don't know, because I, I didn't know who this person was before. Tick, well, tick, boom, and here... Chapin brought up a point earlier about a performance, be, the whole performance. Part of that is the singing, the, yep. the theatrical aspect of the performance. That's all part of the performance. And Andrew Garfield's my number one. And especially, especially the facial number one. My number like, one. He, he he does a lot so of broad goodness. sort of like, like yeah, and it works. That, and then he's just, he, he has such eyes. a weird energy. And you know, he's in another movie this year that I thought he was interesting in. Um, eyes of Tammy Faye. Nope. Sorry, what is happening? I don't know. We're missing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. Spoiler alert! I don't want to spoil it. Oh, okay. Um, so my number, is it my turn? Yeah, um, what it, so you don't have thoughts on, on Andrew Garfield and Boom? Um, I thought he was great. I think, I, I think, what I was going to say is that his energy is very strange, I think. And it's, it's misplaced in a lot of places. Um, like, I think. It, as an actor, you mean not yeah, in this movie? Yeah. And, and, yeah. But I think it's perfect here. Yep. Like, and, it's just, he, he just gets it so right. And like, you know, I think it. I don't know. I mean, I think it takes. We're always trying to suck Fincher's dick, but like knowing that knowing that he needed to be that the like the emotional core of Social Network was so incisive, and he so is. And I don't think he's been used as well until I'm so glad you because I wrote down the like his work since Social Network, and it's like it's what weird, what. Yeah. He's not. Spider, not that he's not he's making not, good Spider roles. Spider Man like, isn't really him. But he did Under the Silver Lake, which is an interesting movie. Hacksaw Ridge was, didn't work, and he was even in Eyes of Tammy Faye this year, which I didn't think he was very good in. But it, I think what your, your point about his energy being utilized in the right way is perfect. And to yeah. him, for him to play Jonathan Larson, who I think is was probably like what we saw Andrew Garfield portray. Well, there's was there's perfect. videos on Instagram of their performances back, you know, like on top of each other, yeah. side to side on of that of Tick Tick Boom and. Yeah, it's and look, extraordinary. You guys know how I feel about like I don't know biopic performances. I don't know if you can call Tick Tick Boom a biopic. It's really his play. Well, um, I mean, yeah, I mean it's a version of it. Yeah, but like I, I don't care if this is what Jonathan Larson was really like. I loved this yeah. character that he played. Yeah, like I just thought it was so good. Um, year number two though. Itatoshi Nishijima for Drive My Car. Oh, okay, again. Ooh, he's, he's up there. Right. So, so is there anything you want to add to that? Nope. Nope, good. Um, and my number one was Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. All right, so my number one is uh, Mahershala Ali. Really? Number one? Swan Song. This was the reason I said you guys had, I put this on the must-see list. I was blown away by this performance, and like Should you said... I haven't seen it. But like you said, Lee, I mean, he snuck on my list at five. But he like he's just good. so natural, and he has to. So the premise of the movie is basically he's trying to clone himself because he knows he's going to die. Yeah, and then it gets to the point where he has him and his clone, and he has to sort of uh, navigate those feelings of leaving his wife and having this other person who is supposed to be technically him go and see 
and yeah. live his life and what's that like and what's that like to say goodbye at so that point. Did you struggle and with knowing which one was which at times in the movie? Not really. Ra- racist? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> couldn't tell him. I literally couldn't tell him apart. <laughs> Not really, because I think that he was just that good. Huh, um, because the one was healthier and had more confidence and yeah. the other one is sort of dying. Well, don't say too much. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Glenn Close was good in that movie, too. She was, but I, I just was like, man, this guy is so good. He's just yeah. such a good actor. Um, and you're number one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was like when I watched it, I'm like, I think this is going to be my favorite performance of the year. I had the same movie for a movie that was okay. I had the same experience with, with Garfield. I was like, really? This is my number. Like I'm doing the list and he's like, yeah, it's, that's my number one. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I, yeah, I think Garfield's going to get it though. Well, what's Chapin's number one? Garfield. I'm so proud of you, Chapin. Tick, tick, boom is just not up your alley. So, I mean, for sure. I mean, Garfield was my number two and both are number ones. But, you know, I threw a a wrench in there and we'll say the winner is Andrew Garfield. This is the first win and second Fixie nomination for Andrew Garfield. No Will Smith on anybody's list. That was the one that I was going to switch on my number five. Um, Should we just talk about that a little? I mean, we obviously have a whole podcast dedicated to I it. I think but the the issue with that and why it doesn't get... The movie sucked. Is, yeah. is A, the movie sucked, and it's it's the almost the exact opposite issue Andrew Garfield's having. Is he's playing a real character, and you sort of get lost in the performance of that, whereas Will Smith is playing a real character, and you get lost in the emulation of that. Yeah, very which, good point. I, I don't know the why. The emulation is the part that can't be that that doesn't work yeah but it's, i don't know it's not like he, he's emulating him amazing and he's good and he has the emotion and i don't know i can't pinpoint what the difference <clears throat> really is but one is doing it in in a way where he's serving the movie only and the other is doing yeah. it in a way where he's sort of emulating he's serving the store the real life story yeah. more than the mm. movie good point all right well, Andrew Garfield, Fixie winner. That makes me happy. Yeah. yeah. Especially since the very, time he got the very first Fixies was 2010. Social Network cleaned so, up that year. Jesse he Eisenberg win, he won. Did he win Best Supporting? He didn't. I know, I'm sure he got a nomination. Actually, you know what? Did he even get a nomination for yeah, Social Network? That's criminal if you didn't. You guys are... You 2010. I've had a lot. Uh, okay, he did. So he has been nominated. Uh, he was nominated for Social Network. Um. Real quickly, um, yep. so Andrew Garfield's got 20 points. Yep. Has anyone else got higher than that? Mm-mm. I don't think Has so. Anyone, I, I think there's been another 20. Um, Jesse Buckley got 19. <laughs> Worst person got 20. Greg Fraser got 18. So 20 points. So we're, no, no, uh, no, Anders, and, Anders Danielson leads. And no Sorry, unanimous decisions, right? Because it was Jesse Buckley? No. No, nope, so we've had no unanimous, unanimous yeah. yet. That's interesting. That is interesting. All right. All right. Uh, hey, Jeremy, and uh, thank you again. Uh, get your film fix. Uh, this is Sean Yopchik, and uh, this year I, I, it, was a, um, it was a tough decision, but I'm going to have to say I actually am going to have to go with Spider-Man No Way Home only because, you know, it, it got people comfortable um, and back in the theater, and the effects of that as far as, uh, you know, Scream did very well, and, uh, you know, the Batman, everyone seems, uh, you know, very comfortable and back in the, in the theater. Um, so I, I do have to say that's the best film of the year. I mean, it's a very, uh, you know, it's obviously a very uh, corporate film. But uh, as far as, um, you know, the third entry uh, in a Spider-Man 
uh, trilogy, uh, this happened to be the best one as far as being able to, you know, work out the villains and not make it so much and, and not be so apparent that they want to, you know, have all these kind of like spinoffs and stuff like that. They didn't force anything onto the film. Um, it seemed organic and it was fun and uh, it got people uh, comfortable to go back to the theater. And I uh, just saw the Batman uh, last night. And, uh, you know, again, everyone just seemed very comfortable and, and, and ready to, you know, be, have an exclusive experience in the cinema as opposed to on their couch. So uh, Spider-Man No Way Home for me. Don't be careful of how much you click there, okay? Got over um, some beers for $17 Bud Lights. The most stacked category of the year coming up. Yeah, I would agree Bye. with that. Bye. I would agree with that. And that's great because we don't these, – these, this category is usually – Pretty slim. I, so usually I'm, you're talking about best costume design, right? Yep. Yeah. Usually I'm so excited about my picks. In Documentary this case, short subject. <laughs> in this case, I'm literally frustrated by who I could not include. Yeah, like it's, I agree. it's yeah. Me okay. too. It sucks to not include, like, be able to it's, really talk about it. Um, and for them too, it sucks for them. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, so maybe they, this is why we take a little bit of time with our honorable sure. mentions, only because it, I, I understand that frustration. And we're, of course, we're talking about best actress. Yep. Um, so am I at first now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. So this is a, this, this goes to show you how good of a category this was. This is a, uh, already fixie winner, multi fixie nominee. Uh, number five is Olivia Coleman in the lost daughter. This is a fixie staple. Like, I mean, like every year yeah, she's, if she's in a movie. It's, and when I watched the lost daughter, I'm like, there's a chance she wins again. Like she is just so good. So and, good. Yeah. And, uh, how stacked this is slipped off the list for me. Yeah, wow. no, I don't. Didn't make my top five. Yeah, and, and it's like, man, how is I literally have an, have notes for Olivia Coleman because she was like part of my considerations. Uh, Coleman is a fixie staple. She's so reliable. Performances are always great. Always makes the movie better. Like, and then she didn't make my list, and but she's so a, good in this. Movie. And this is a, a character-driven film like it she's you, so unlikable but you yeah. root for you like her you love her arrogance you give this screenplay to olivia coleman you're like well that's done yeah. that's gonna win everything because she's just i mean she's just that good and that's so funny to think about like the woman from one episode of the office yeah is like one of our favorite actors now she she could be my favorite like top three favorite actress yeah i mean this movie really just uh, stuck in my head i think me, me too, and I was than, lo- lowest yeah, on and, it. And, it, and I, my image of it is, is her, um, so I mean, she just kind of embodies this movie. Um, and again, it's like it's the, the it's obviously playing an older Jesse Buckley, but it's that same thing of this like uh, as a parent, you know, to just want to leave your child, and how do you pull that off? Like, how do you communicate that to your audience? Um, and then you know, you think about that scene where she asked how. How wasn't she just crying and said it was amazing, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah. And Jesse Buckley for me ran away with the supporting actress category. Her performance isn't like in and, and then Olivia Coleman doesn't make my best actress list. Her Jesse Buckley isn't that much better than Coleman in it. It's just an no. example of what we're dealing with with the categories here, I think. But um and I'll bring that up with another pick I have too later. But it's just like I mean the between the two of them, the way that they embody the same person is really impressive you, they, you i feel like they had to have spent a lot of time together oh i don't hmm, you don't okay. think so no but i feel I mean, like they had to i i think that but i think that works anyways um whose turn is it you're up number five penelope cruz parallel mothers i'm really glad i watched this movie i wasn't in love with it i'm not in love with amadovar's movies at all um but i just she is so 
really. completely in this character. And I think the motive are hurt this movie. She well, I want to talk about that because I mm-hmm. thought that was a really interesting point of view, and I know you have something interesting to say about it too. But maybe we'll have to do that at another time. But um, <clears throat> you know, like uh, when as an English actress, I think she's good. She has that kind of like I think she channeled that sort of like Ana de Armas mysterious yeah. Latin woman. No, nobody uses her correctly. Yeah, they don't use her correctly. They, they say her because she's hot. Yeah, and... but like in Spanish, she's just like so good. I mean, she, it's a little distracting how good, good looking she is. But like, I know um, she's actually technically the same age as the mother of the other lady. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, she's supposed to be older in this. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, but they're both giving birth. At- the but daughter I was, is right. giving birth. And no, she's supposed to be like 40 or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, she's just, I never doubted that. I never thought like, this is Penelope Cruz. I just, you just yeah, fully, fully enveloped yeah, in, in, in a performance. And, oh, and it's amazing. a tough one. It's an emotional one. There's a lot of moving parts, which honestly I didn't think worked with the movie, but like she takes them and like she makes the absolute best out of them. And um, that's, that's yeah. a great point. Cause like you said, this movie gets, is hurt by I think it's direction and screenplay yeah. and honestly the motivation on this movie. But somehow Penelope Cruz yeah. po- like and is able to justify it in her act. Melina Smith, Smith, who plays the other woman in this, who I thought was really good at times, and I was like, she's even an honorable mention in my supporting category. But then I was like, I was like, there's moments, there's like these really pivotal moments that seemed almost like you brought something up like this before, Jeremy, that they were trying to cut around her performance and you lose all the impact. But with Penelope Cruz, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. All those moments, the camera stays on her. Yeah. And, and like, it, it, it's weird because I think his, his lens makes performances fall apart a lot. Like the, I love, you know, I love the like feel of the archeologist guy, but like, I, d- I didn't feel like that was a fantastic performance. Like, I feel like, yeah. You get so close to those people, like the woman, the other woman, the younger woman, and the archaeologist, and like their performances start to fall apart a little bit. But like, they are just on her so close on Penelope Cruz, and it just it totally holds up. And I think that's, you know, pretty extraordinary. All right, my number five. Um, oh fuck! There's actually two people that have been nominated already with fewer lines of dialogue than this actress, um, but that's only because they were deaf. <laughs> But this is Agatha Roussel from Titan, mm. who you, just you like that movie barely speaks in this movie, mm. and is just a stunning performance from somebody who's never acted before. Really, um, incredible, incredible transformation, body transformation, the the acting, just like what she relays, just in her emotions and the looks on her faces. Because I tried, I looked everywhere on the internet. Searched every variation of the sentence I could find out how many lines of dialogue she had in this movie, and I couldn't find it. Hmm. And because it's it's got to be and you don't I, that's sort of a surprise to me. You don't really even notice that. You don't right? even notice it. You don't realize it till at the end, and she hmm. she barely speaks. And it's just such a good performance, and I think such a complete performance. And this movie is so weird, and she works with it. Honestly, it didn't end up making it, but it was in my consideration for best picture. I don't know why I like this movie so much, but mm. I really did. And I think she is so good. Yeah. I'm glad she's, uh, she's been nominated. All right. Um, we're on to my, I can't believe this person, my number four, like this person is this movie. Um, and again, get ready to drink. Uh, Renate Renz, Renata Renz, Thank you. The worst person in the world. So she's the star of this movie that basically revolves around uh, 
her emotional stability or instability, this person who can't seem to really decide what she wants to do or who she wants to be or who she wants to be with and, and wants, you know, things that are totally relatable at a sort of younger age. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also, within that journey, goes through a lot of emotional things and, you know, uh, between these different relationships she has, but also between her parents. And, I mean, it's she's funny and likable and... Mm. She's also relatable. She's I, relatable, but she's also doing kind of bad things, but not really. Yeah, and not, like, yeah. You know, you know, you know what I think is most extraordinary about her is that, again, you know, like you talk about the manic pixie dream girl. You, you, I was you thinking fall, the same, a little bit. Is, with her, but she, she's not that. You fall in love with her, but you also buy the way she falls in love with people. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like she sees them. And as she is falling in love with them, you kind of like fall in love with her at the same time. And you see like how much joy these new relationships bring to her. And then you're just like torn. You're, you feel torn apart when she yeah. removes herself and she from these does, other people. She does bad things, quote unquote. Yeah. But it's all, she, this movie is about her like between late 20s, early 30s. Like she's doing things that people do late 20s, early 30s. Like yeah. this is a, this is a, and it's a huge credit to the screenplay. It's like, this Pi- is what, a, what people are like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, right. it was an unbelievable performance, and she also had to like be like be there on screen um, with other great performances, yep. as we've ta- talked about. So, you know, ah, she's so good. All right, uh, so Chapin, your number four. Um, okay, so uh, you made a great point at the time about this performance, and and also in, on this podcast, Lee, um, that we really value. ETA's per, like uh, characters, mm-hmm. and by the end, I just said taken for granted Alana Haim and um, Cooper, what's his name? Cooper Hoffman. Cooper Hoffman. Um, I was just like, yeah, I just took them for granted. Like, of course they're good, right? But and then you pointed out how good she was, and yeah, she's extraordinary in this movie. She's Never not really much before. of an actress. Yeah. So likable. Um, she just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, maybe it's one of those, uh, those one of those Romo occasions where they built, uh, sort of built the performance around her, but. Whatever it is, she was great. Um, it was a challenge. Stuff like that drives me nuts. Because so, what? Who cares what the reason? I agree. Was? Well, I agree. <laughs> this is why this is why it's a uh, a relevant conversation topic. Is because like, are we ever going to see her again? Right. Is I mean, she going to be able to just? Right. Okay, sure. You so know. you know, somebody who I I think was my number one was Elsie Fisher for eighth grade. Yeah, no, haven't not, really seen her since. I'm not taking and, away the performance. I'm just saying, like, as as an actor, you like and you right. Sure, you want to see them. You want to see them right. be good again. Um. My number four, so she's in the right place in the actress category, but we there was some discussion about whether or not this should be supporting. And had she been, yeah. it would have given Jesse Buckley a run for her money. She's my number four in this. It's Jodie Comer in wow, The Last Duel. Wow, everyone in The Last Duel has gotten up. I mean, this this was the best performance of this movie to me. Hmm, um, as I'm evidenced I, yeah. by, she's the only one I nominated. Yeah. But um, I just think... I think they're all. I think what also makes this movie so balanced and great is they all they're, are so good. They're they can, all amazing. They Look, can, I, that takes nothing away from those other performances, but she is my number four in my most stacked category. She's my number one or nine number two so in the supporting not from, category. From Free Guy, not from Free Guy. Although that just was released on HBO Max yesterday, I'm like, I could sneak this in. Yeah, you can get that. I did. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, a lot of the stuff we've talked about with, like, the subtlety, the subtle differences, the kiss scene, which is, like, the one scene that's replayed in each one very much the same, just the subtle differences in her performance, the looks, the difference in the looks she gives to Adam Driver versus, in her perspective, versus Drivers versus Damon's, 
all that stuff is so good. And, you know, her final scene where she's really kind of uh, emphasizing, you know, what she wants to do. That she is there to tell that she's telling the truth. She is going to die on that hill. And I just think, yeah, I, I don't know. I you're, You guys are right. The performances in this movie, they're all amazing. I think Jodie Comer, though, is the best of the bunch. I loved her in this movie. I don't think I'd... I've never seen Killing Eve. Haven't seen Freak Eye. She's so good in Killing Eve. Um, so... I didn't. I don't. I've never seen her in anything before, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, she's she's a, a great actress. Got it. Got it. Um, <laughs> she was like, okay, understood. So uh, she was definitely a uh, uh, potential nominee for me. Yeah, she was on my list. I, it's not. I don't agree. It's quite the performance that you think it is. Hmm. But. All right, my number three is also Alana Haim. 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 I think it's Haim. Mm. Um, I mean, I think we said most of what we're going to say about that performance, but, you know, talk, you know, just talk about a memorable character, and if you were the person playing that memorable character because a lot of it has to do with you, then congratulations. Yeah, and your performance yeah. is doing it, yeah. It's, uh, it's great. You see her, like, you also, like, you can see what's going through her, her mind as she's, like, trying to discover herself. Like, she's trying all these different jobs, and she, like, goes to work for... Um, is it which Safty is that Benny or Josh? Oh yeah, Josh. Josh Safty. You like see and like she's like I, no Benny. I'm, sorry, Benny. <laughs> I'm a politician now. <laughs> like she's like really trying to like grow and mature and like you see that in her. But she's hanging out with all these fifteen year olds, and she, but she loves that. And like I just think there's so much of that performance that's great. Uh, Chapin, you're number three. My number three is uh, Agatha Roussel for Titanic. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, when I saw this, I thought this was just going to be the, the winner. Um, but thankfully, it's it, I guess it's not because it's such a stacked category. But yeah, I mean, she's the whole movie. She's got an incredible energy. She's like sexy and, you know, hot in the first part. and But then like you terrifying. Start, she, she just becomes terrifying and kind of disgusting and like, oh my God, just like a. You know, we talk about like throwing her, bo- Lena, her body Lena. literally ri- just, rips apart. Yeah, and and that's a that's tough. Like that, those are those are tough performances. And oh, man, so good. She's never acted before. Their yeah, first, I hope she, first could, role. she keeps doing it. I guess um, that movie didn't make as it's much weird. Of an it's weird, but it just me. worked for me somehow. I get I get what you guys are saying about that performance, though. It is sort of like a it, it's like an animalistic performance. It's like the transformation of a werewolf throughout the whole movie yeah um my number three is Kristen stewart and spencer right um speaking of things people get hung up on i I just i've been saying Kristen stewart is a good actress for a long time and i'm so sick of hearing people say that she plays with her hair in movies (laughs) like give it up like she's a good actress i'm sorry that she was in shitty twilight movies no no i I agree so was so was robert pattinson and everybody i defended her from adventureland she's amazing in adventureland and she's amazing in spencer and like you see the crushing anxiety and pressure that was on her through this performance this is what biopics should do focus on a small amount of time and let the actor like portray what it was like to be this person and you see that in these three days in her life that were you know mostly fictionalized in this movie but just so well performed by Kristen Stewart. I just thought she was so good. I, I, Honestly, like the, the these top three, four, and it's just it's a murderer's row of performances. I would say top five. I'd Honestly, you're top right. Five. It is. This is a, such a good category. Um, all right, so this number... I, feel like I didn't say enough about her, but yeah, honestly, I wish she could have been my number one. This but. number two, uh, 
I'm never going to be able to pronounce. So hold on, hold on. So, oh, we don't, we're all we're out. All out. Yeah, I got a little bit left, but uh, it is Jasna Jeriki. Oh, I don't know how to say that. From Quo Vadis Ada. From Quo Veda Ada. Quo Vadis Ada. Well, I said the name of the movie wrong, so we'll drink to that. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Lee told me to watch this one. It was actually really high on it, all the. Uh, it's the highest rated meta score yeah. of the year, ninety-seven. And I mean. I don't. I, I almost another don't, one that I can't believe they make my list. Don't recommend watching this movie because it is such a gut wrenching film um, about. It's a fix. It's really good. Yeah. All right. Jamie, you order some beers while Jeremy's doing his chat. Okay. Uh, on, a, on his number two actress of the year. So what I love about her performance is, although this movie is gut wrenching and it's about war and it's about losing family and it's about yeah. protecting family and all that, like. She, you also see what she was before. You see, yeah. like, there's a lot of like, of the old like family. All these in people her. know her, yeah. yeah, and the love and all this, and then all this horrific stuff gets thrown upon her. You don't see. There's no flashbacks of them no. as a family. There's no like them leaving the house. There's no like we start at the point where people are refugees. Uh, so we already know things are going bad, but you also have like. In her performance, in her face, despite its like wear and tear, you'd see what that family life was. You see what, you know, her sons and her husbands meant to her, and you saw how she sort of is the one that holds it all together. And that's all through her performance. It's never shown on film, and I think that's just extraordinary. And then she has to go through even more horrific stuff and have that breakdown and lose it all, and then end the movie with real like. Going back to her old house. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I really liked this, this movie. movie. I really liked this performance. It's it. When I saw it, it was on multiple categories. It all just didn't make anything, unfortunately. Yeah. It sucks because I really liked this movie. I really loved her in it, and she's. I always says I'm. I picture this movie, and she's always moving. Like always yep. is, and everything always really is to, urgent. And she's always trying, trying to, to solve problems. And it's so. Good and I just I love a performance like that. It's not anything really anything like Uncut Gems, but Adam Sandler like always moving in that movie, like constantly is this like going. Yeah, and well, the whole movie the revolves thing, around him. And the, the ball same of thing, anxiety is a completely different reason. Totally, and but it's the it's the same. It's concept. just that energy and like her constantly moving and trying to solve something and and fix something and, and, and save her Problems family. are snowballing and like you just see that and her performance is so good. That's a great pick. I'm so glad you and, had and, it. I was bummed that she didn't and, make my list. And she has a quality about her that you believe she can fix it. Like, you, you really yeah. believe she's going to fix this or get the... I don't know if I ever believed she would. I was. Oh, no, I, I thought there was a chance. I thought she was going to... I definitely f- didn't think it was going to end the way it did. I but. thought there's a way she was going to figure it out, yeah. that she was going to do it, just because movie. of her performance. Did you like that movie? I did. Mm-hmm. Did you like her performance? I did. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go, okay. guys. There's, there, there we is. go. Um, your number... Where are we at? Two's? Two. Yep. Renat Rensve. Renata Rensve. Renata Rensve for Frank. the worst person in the world. I said everything I wanted to say about her. You just fall in love with her. You also hate her. You also like heart, your heart breaks for her. Your heart breaks because of her. Um, my number two is Alana Haim. For Licorice Pizza, we've talked a lot about it. I mean, yeah. this this honestly was my favorite performance of the year at one point. Yeah. Um, I just I, want to I, say I, those, I loved be, her. those beers weren't as expensive as we said they thought they were. Oh, that's okay. good. And I, I'll pay for them with my credit card. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Hence, my number two was my favorite performance of the year. Um, but we're moving I, on. I thought ones. it was going to be Chapin's number one. But all right. I was sure yeah. it was going to be my number one. But uh, all right, uh, my number one is actually Kristen Stewart. 
Yes! Jeremy! Um, good man. From Spencer. So this is, again, the Andrew Garfield thing uh, rather than the Will Smith thing. It's about... you. Un- she's not doing the performance to emulate Princess Diana. She's yep. doing the performance to show the... Uh, pressures and the stress that that of the character of in that this character movie. in that time in that small of a moment um and you just you just totally get it you you like it's a prison movie without a prison she, you know like you see how she just feels so trapped and she can't get out and like like going to McDonald's with their kids yeah. is the the most joy she has in this film um and it's a tragedy yeah. it is like a true tragedy it's, i mean the it's you know she didn't die because well I mean in many ways you could say she did but well, with all that pressure and stuff but the, the car accident didn't wasn't like it wasn't her anxiety like she didn't commit suicide or something but like you, you could see you could have seen that yeah. it, it might have happened yeah you could have seen that happening <laughs> and, and I've then... never been a big like Royals person like I've never really been into that I, I've only recently started watching the Queen or uh, the Crown which I I don't really love but oh I um I I just like. I went full into like Princess Diana's life after seeing. Yeah, this. I mean, there's just something so endearing about her, and you wanted, you just wanted to kind of give her a hug and say it's gonna be okay. Like, uh, and this is not an example of like Cooper Hoffman or Alana Haim or anything. Kristen Stewart is a good actress. No, she is. Oh, she she's is. acting she the is shit out of this actress, and this is not the only thing she's been good in. I really found I've this movie just like way over. Just, oh, so good. just but her performance is so good. Yeah, she's like, good she is really like some of these movies people are acting the shit out of them and yeah. this is one of them. Yeah. Livia Coleman, Lost Daughter. Lost Daughter. Oh, wow, we're all Olivia over the place. <laughs> I mean, I just Yeah. All right. I think she's better than Jesse Buckley. I mean, they're very close. It's close. They're very close, but she is just I don't know, I just I Do you just, think Lee that it didn't make your list because of her past success of the no, 60s? No, because I really try not to let that be a factor. I honestly think I have five performances. I, I guess that I what I was better. thinking about this performance is that, you know, it's like I was thinking, reflecting back on, I think we all really liked her in um, the movie where she plays the queen. What was that movie? Yeah, The Favorite. The Favorite. Well, I was going to ask you which one you like her better. But this is so much a better performance. It's. Hmm. it's it's so much more. I think it's more uh, more interesting. It's more or- interesting. It's, it's more truthful. Subtle. It's subtle, um, and and she's not like 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 she's hard. I mean, she uses her likability to her advantage here, but it's hard for her to. I think it's it's hard to imagine her playing a character you like. You know, has you have a lot of reasons not to like. Yeah. And yeah. I how think. how close did she get with the father to win? She was pretty close. Uh, she was not. Yeah, she was not. I don't know where she ended up. We'd have to look back. But. I have no idea who's going to win this category, guys. Well, so we're all over the place. Olivia Coleman got bumped off my number five spot. So last year I had, I remember Sean Parks for Mangrove was my favorite performance of the year in the acting category. Loved him. It was my number one. So like, this is my favorite yep. performance of the year for sure. Saw the father. Last movie I saw. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins ruined everything. Best performance of the year. The performance of the year. But like one of the best performances I've seen in years. Same thing happened this year. Lana Haim, my favorite performance of the year was not just the best actress, but was my favorite performance of the year. I go see worst person in the world in Renata Rains Blew my fucking socks off. The number one? Number, like, of the year, period. Best yeah. performance of the year. I can't believe this yeah. is not your number ones, guys. Like, this performance what, what was... was my number? Oh, no. I guess this so. performance was so, so she's good. Win, so she's complete. Yeah, she's my number four. I don't Which know if she'll win, because Hain was we'll on all of her performances. I mean, this was just extraordinary. She was so convincing, and, like, you never at any point 
thought that, not that we know who she is, that helps, I guess, but you were never like, that's an actress playing that role. Right. You're like, this is Julie. Right. Like, this is this person. And I just think, this, I, I, everything you said, I was in love with her. I just think that performance was so good. And the winner for Best Actress for the Fixies is... Yes! Renata Rainsvay. Very close. This is the first win and first Fixie nomination for Renate Rainsva. Wow. She beat Alana Hamm by two points, and then uh, Kristen Stewart had 12. Wow, Look at that. Guys. Look at those top four. That is wild. So are there any other honorable mentions? We actually ended up talking about... Uh, yeah, we a lot of the ones. Of Coleman was one. Uh, Yana Jer—I don't even know how to say it. Jerich, Jerich, uh yeah, for Cool Veda Yeah, we talked about Honor Swinton Burns Souvenir Part Two was an honorable mention for me. Um, who else did I have? So I just Rick, feel like she yeah, did it in the Souvenir One, and I was like, seeing this. Penelope Cruz was an honorable mention for me. So it's actually good. We actually had a lot of good representation um, in that category. Say, say it again, Renata Rainsva. Renata Rainsva. Renata yep. Rainsvay. Okay, uh, wow. The key is you go, you listen to interviews, and they introduce the people. That's how you learn how to say them. I just wait till you say it. Yeah, you like. I actually, it's a nice little touch about our podcast. Yeah. Since Jeremy pronounces names wrong. Okay. Hey guys, my favorite movie of 2021 is Dune. Um, I really like David Lynch's version in the 80s, and I love the book. Um, so I was really looking forward to this one. Um, and then when it got delayed like a year, um, that gave me time to, to go through and watch, um, all of Denny Villeneuve's other movies. Um, so I pretty much, pretty much watched his entire filmography leading up to Dune and I, I thought they were all awesome and I really liked, um, I think Prisoners and Sicario, like, uh, or Prisoners and Enemy, I think they did in the same year with Jake Gyllenhaal, I thought those were awesome. And then it was cool kind of seeing, like, the scope of his work get bigger with Sicario, Arrival, and Blade Runner. And it just seemed like whether he was intentionally building up to Dune or it just kind of happened, you can kind of see that, like, he was building out these worlds with Arrival and Blade Runner. And then I think that Dune is, like, he really nailed, like, the world and the aesthetic and the the sci-fi. Like, I feel like it's one of the best sci-fi worlds that i've seen um and yeah the whole the whole experience like seeing it on imax in a big theater just really was like a special um event it felt like like a an event like going to see uh, a a rock band or a play or like it, it felt like it was like elevated than just going to see a movie um so yeah it was really special and and definitely like a, a theater experience that that i'll always remember so that's my pick for this year. Guys, wow, big category. we're already on to Best Director. I think that was the one I, uh, Best Actress I'm most surprised about. Renata Rainsvay. Man, aren't we glad we saw that? We were not sure we were going to see that movie. Great, and it's one, it has now won three Fixies. That's Worst crazy. person in the world. That's crazy. Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> Again, that's just what I'm worried about. But what? All right. Well, I, we wanted a really contentious... Yeah. But, you know. Well, well no. We've had some... All right, we'll see. We'll go within Don't... the categories, though. Yeah. It's been contentious. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So, so we're up for um, wait. okay. Sorry. Best director, guys. Who's um, up for Chapin? Uh, what's Joachim Trier? That is also that is also my number five. Worst person in the world. Um, yeah. I mean, I think again, I think this obviously one. It was what best screenplay, but um, best screenplay, best supporting, best actress. Just a lovely, a lovely 
a lovely directing job. It's it's beautifully shot. It kind of makes you want to go to where are they in Norway? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And yeah. Oslo. I was thinking of just about like all these scenes, right? Like there's all these scenes, and they could they they could feel so like predictable. And uh, like, oh yeah, he's going. She's going to go visit the family, and he's like, oh, uh, oh yeah, her friend. She doesn't like the friends, but then she enjoys the friends. There's, there's so much subtlety, and it's it's like it's it's you can fo- it's you can follow the arc of the of her of her journey, but like it, it's never it never feels predictable. It's always sort of fun, but also you understand that it's it, it You're like, dealing with real things, right? Yeah. And you feel you also feel that little bit of. In her character, like something isn't completely right here, you know, and that's her. That's her issue. She's like, yeah, just go ahead and I'm do gonna, that I'm in the listening. middle of my. No, forget. No, but we gotta. When we gotta blow, we gotta blow, guys. Blow this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is my number five too. And like all these pieces that he's had, obviously, were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so annoying. <laughs> all right, good. But somebody <laughs> needed to put them all together. Yeah. Somebody yeah. needed to be able to balance this and and take a take a movie that honestly on the surface isn't that much of something different. You know, it's relationships. Yes. It's you know the world and like make it unique and interesting and sort of elevate it. And I thought that moment when time freezes. I mean, that could have been a really like overdone moment. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I like it. I think just it's just unique enough. Yeah, it's just unique enough, and it's like it's totally that moment where like, yeah, well, that I, I, only... I just want to escape my current reality and stop everything and go and talk to this person. That's the yeah. only moment you're like, oh yeah, this is a movie. But I love like this. I love when directors know you can do whatever you want in yeah. a movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, my number five is Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. <coughs> Guys, you know he's my maybe, probably my favorite director, our favorite director. Like he just, I love what he does here. I love that he creates this nostalgia for like your coming of age years. I was not there for the seventies, but you like feel this nostalgia for the seventies. He just paints a such a like time and place so perfectly with such great characters that you just want to spend time with. He, he's so good at that. And I don't know, maybe I take him for granted. I mean, like again, this is an example of like, he's just competing against himself. Yeah, he's in his own yeah. category. So I didn't even put him on the list. Yeah. I didn't either. I, I, so it's, it seems like, I mean, we talked a little bit about it on the podcast too. I think I like this movie a lot more than you guys, but it's just he he is so good at doing what he does. I know that sounds obvious, but nobody else can do the mo- like movies like he does. Like yeah. the, the way that he he paints these pictures of these times and these places and these characters, regardless of like the type of movie, whether it's like a licorice pizza, boogie nights, or if it's a phantom thread, or there will be blood. Like he just creates such like these huge canvases of like an amazing time and place with amazing characters in them, better than anybody. No, no arguing. Yeah. All right. Um, so you're number four, Haven. No, you're up. No, I, my number five was. Uh, oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, mine is Julia Duconro for Titan. Oh, Titan. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I think I like this movie the best out of all of all of us, and uh, it's just I, again, I think it's like it's an inc- what I loved about this was it was incredibly weird. You're witnessing like this woman explode and she's like <laughs> killing everybody but like you you feel for her and you yeah. feel for this weird fireman and there's yeah. like there's just a like the heart of this movie is a real emotional journey and um i think that comes from a really skilled director yeah i think it definitely takes that especially with the 
the plot of this movie. And she know like look, she knows what she wants there. Oh yeah. Like she it's not like this was like, oh, she was trying something and it got a little too weird. Like, no, she did exactly what she wanted to do. Um, my number four is David Lowry for The Green Knight. Yeah. Um, I like him. Well, so I've had my eye on him. Like, I like what he was doing with movies like Ghost Story and stuff like that. And I, uh, what is the All Them Bodies, Ain't Them, them Body Saints. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I loved those movies, but they're unique. And this is a little bit different. It's a bigger movie. It's much, you know, higher, uh, bigger, more expensive movie. And he just takes chances, take like is does risky things with the camera, you know, with what he's oh. doing. And I think they all paid off. I think they all worked. Yeah, I I I love what I saw of um, a ghost story and yeah. <laughs> of a great night. And he's just like, you know, like there's there's just certain people, Terrence Malick, um, PTA, the way they move a camera silently and. It's just extraordinary, and, and he's he's like that, and it? he's like alternate reality. Like he he casts Alicia Vikander in two roles for like a strange. Re- you might not have even gotten to that point. No, I did, but but yeah. I think that was purposeful because he th- thinks it's her, right? But that's a but that's a like a risky choice to make as a as a director, and I think I think when you take risks and they work, it's that's great directing. Yeah, I mean, thing. he's taking a like a. I think just the project alone is a risk. It's like. A, yeah, it's like a retelling that of that. It's like a, a big yeah. kind of big budget special effects yeah. laden of like retelling of relatively this old, unknown Arthurian yeah. tale. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's great. All right, Jeremy, number four. It's uh, Ridley Scott in the Last Duel. I mean, you have Amazing to work. give him a lot of the credit for this too. It's as great as all the performances and the writing is. Like, he, he put this together brilliantly. He was the one in the room deciding what moments stayed and what moments went. And what when directing those subtle differences. Yeah and, yeah, and what those actors, like, hey, maybe do it this Like, I'm sure he was sort of orchestrating all that. And in a way, that's almost the best directing feat of the year. Well, because he, he, he's so detailed. Yeah, like, I, I think what I thought was extraordinary, but, you know, he... He's like a master of the battle scenes, and let's just put Black Hawk Down aside because we're gonna, right. Like that's a good like, point. We have those, a whole podcast on it. That those we haven't battle released. scenes are like so short. Like, yeah, which and, is and mature. To be like, like, to be like it's, it's like it's like being good at sex and be like, you know, I'm gonna finish quickly. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, it's like okay, great. Like look at you. Except and, for it works. Yeah, it yes. works so well. And I think that that last and then and then by the end that last duel is like oh shit, it's really good. And it's. Fuck it. I think it's the best, like, again, Black Hawk Down aside, I think it's the best battle scene he has ever made. Yeah. Oh, that- and if anybody's curious about our Black Hawk Down thoughts, we will someday release a podcast yeah, we'll that we did on that. it. Yeah. Um, all right, my number three. I don't, know, I don't know how you guys will feel about this. Um, Pablo Lorraine for Spencer. Um, yeah. So I, the things he did here worked for me. Like, I love the mood. I know the music, I know, is, is polarizing for people. I'm not going to die on that hill. I think it worked, but... I can I get it like it was it was it could have been too much for you but I just think the mood piece he creates here and basically how he shows us what Prince Diana went through is so effective I and I didn't really like Jackie which is a movie he did before Spencer I was wondering what else um, he done yeah I didn't think that movie particularly worked and it's kind of you know it's a similar pace and mood and kind of idea of like a fictionalized. Um, period of time but i just i think he did such a great job creating a mood here like this is a mood piece like we talk about mood pieces a lot and i think this movie is that. wasn't there some comparisons to the shining 
in that. Oh, I definitely. Yeah, get you that. can see it for yeah, sure. I yeah. definitely get that. I mean, I, I the score bothered me. I don't I, know. I that get he, what he was doing is like anxiety, but ridden by like it gave me the wrong type of anxiety. I think I don't know for that what it's, he was trying to. You can compare it to The Shining, but I think he sure, yeah, like was influenced yeah. by yeah. Kubrick. Oh, you could definitely yeah. tell that. There's no doubt about that. All right, Jeremy. All right. Uh, what about me? What about you? What about you? I'm on my number three. I'm on my number three. Yeah, yeah. we're going this way. Well, sorry. Yeah. As we have been for. Right. Four hours. Uh, so well, I haven't had a beer. In uh, this is <laughs> my number three is Mr. Hamaguchi. Raisuke. Remember uh, Daisuke Matsuzaka? Yeah, it's the same thing. Raisuke. Well, I didn't get it wrong. So Don't screw him up. <laughs> He's good for a year. Uh, what? For drive my car. Again, this movie. I hmm. love this movie, and um, you are, you know the director has the most influence on that final product. Uh, he put his credit sequence 40 minutes into the movie. Yep. Another risky move that just it was like, that was oh, great. Was I like this. Yeah. But it, he just clearly had a vision for where he wanted this movie to go, what he wanted to do, every scene, and, and he had a reason for why he was putting what he was putting into the movie. Um, and I don't know, for a movie that I like this much to like not recognize the direction of it seems yeah. weird to yeah, me. Yeah, that's a good point. It is. I mean, again... I, I, I really liked this movie, and I, I'm so glad you guys are, you have some of these picks on your list and are articulating why. Because I spent so much time being like, why did I like this movie? How can I talk about what I liked about this movie? Because I was the whole time I was sick when I was watching this, and it was three hours. I had to drive to Kendall for it, and I was like, I don't want this movie to end, but I like, I really need to go home and go to sleep. But it was just, it was, I was. It turned out the movie didn't end. No, it just kept going. Yeah, it's still there. It just kept going. Um, so that, yeah, great pick. All right, keeping your number two. Maggie G. Wow. That's my number three. Oh, you're on number three. Maggie G. Wait, so what, what happened here? You skipped me. I told you guys something happened. Yeah. Okay, I right. skipped it. Anyway. So your number three is Maggie, Maggie G. G. The Lost Daughter. Okay. Now you can give us, you can talk about it and then give us your number two. So we get back on track. I mean, look, we've talked a lot is, about this Yeah, we've talked about it. It's her, it's her first movie. Extraordinary, uh, freshman effort, um. I'd love to see her just completely transition to directing and never act again. I know you hate her, but um, okay. Um, is it my turn for number two? Yep. Denis Villeneuve, Dune. Um, mm. I mean, this is a completely real, well realized movie. It's just like it's got the production design is all, just like every element, every element of the nominees and in, in Oscars is is brought together in an extraordinary way. This is all his vision, and I think it makes this rather weird movie, rather weird book, palpable. Um. You know, I yeah. You can't emphasize that enough. Like, my, we, my friends and I, after we saw Dune in theaters, we went back and watched the David Lynch one, which is just fucking terrible. Excuse me, I'll get those beers. I just um, don't think you can overemphasize how important it is and how amazing it is that he was able to. Just charge it to the room tape and just pay me back. Um, so yeah, I just I, again I make mean, a note of that time. I no, I think that's funny to leave in. Um, <laughs> I uh, I just yeah, I just thought this movie was such a complete vision. Again, I think uh, like it, and I don't think this is a problem because I think I think we'll hopefully look at this as part one of you know a complete movie. Yeah. But it's just like there's just like not that much emotion that happens in this film. It's I think just, it's, I think part of it is that like Dune is like maybe like one of the biggest movies of the year and like. You just you just sort of the expectations on it are different than these other smaller movies, but 
the achievement is, is, is amazing, incredible. incredible. And I think we're just like oversaturated with these like huge movies and we forget like the the craft that it takes in the good ones. But the thing is that it's all these huge movies that you go watch and you're like, okay, that was fun. I have no idea what happened in that movie. And you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. And that's partially true, right? But the thing is that like there are so many different like planets and worlds and, and families and characters in this movie. I knew nothing about Dune aside from a 20 minutes of the David Lynch movie that I watched. And I know who the Harkonnens are. I yeah. know who the the Fremen are. I know all of these people. And that is a huge I mean, it, credit to good. the direction. He focuses you where, like we talked about cinematography, you're focused on the right thing, so you learn what you need to learn. The, and it's I like think Star Wars. It's, it's like... incredibly well directed. It really is. Villeneuve is elite. elite. Yeah. He is in, like, we can't talk about him like, oh, uh, Villeneuve is going to become one no, of the great directors. He is there. there. Alright. Um, I'm up. Number right? two. Number two, Ridley Scott, Last Duel. Like, just so well directed. Everything we've talked about already. Um, my number two is actually a uh, little known director, Steven Spielberg, for West Side Story. Wow. I, I, again, the direction in this, the cinematography in this, just the whole thing. Like, nobody could pull this off like Spielberg. It's just, it's utterly amazing. What are you having in it? I just don't. I look. I all right. Forget about the fact. Like I just didn't like it. All right. Like I, you, and you agree that like the yeah. music pieces just don't work for me. I don't like the songs. Like and that's all just fine. Whatever. So take out the fact that like I didn't like this movie. It's well shot. There's a couple good performances, but like there is nothing about this that is like that's not true. There's nothing about this that I think. Okay, I couldn't if imagine. Another, I was sitting there being like, I couldn't imagine somebody else doing this and pulling this off. Like, but I don't it's just think it's so just that spectacular. Up. I don't think it's that interesting. Like, it is. It does such a good job with those the even like the set pieces and the way the camera moves over all this rub. Like it's just I don't know. It's it, it looks great. It's like I just but it's more than it looks it's great. It's put together. It is pieced together, and he uses his actors. It's not like he's just. You're probably true. right. He's You're probably right. He's, he's not just trying. Maybe I need to, to like, watch this again. I honestly like. I just really wasn't liking when I said. I mean, but what he could have done is just been like, okay, West Side Story. It's about the music. It's it's about the dancing, and that's what I'm like. Like he put brings all these elements. He Maybe really... I take Spielberg for for to a certain extent. I think I take him for granted, and I also like. What's the last great movie he made? Lincoln. Lincoln is terrible. I haven't seen Lincoln <laughs> again, but it was my but favorite movie that year. I know, and I liked it at the time too, and I've rewatched it, and it's not good. But well, even I, if it, I, even I like if the, that's I like it, the um. Just buys, but um, even if Lincoln is it, that's 2011, 2012, maybe. So, so here he is still making amazing work. Yeah, it was War Horse, and it was yeah, War Horse was actually maybe okay. All right, Chapin, you're up. Number one, number one, director Steven Spielbergian. Yeah, I mean, I just watched this movie, and the thing and through my head, going through my head the entire time was like, Yes, he's a genius. He's yeah, exactly, he's a genius, he's a genius. I mean, Lee. Like, like, I don't want this the to thing be about, the thing, thing about Spielberg the, wins a fixie. The for thing it. about the thing about musicals to me was always like they're like, "Hey, how are you? How are you?" And then it's like, and then like everything feels so. That's what happens in this movie. Just, no. no, it's all cohesive. The way he moves the camera is fucking brilliant, mm-hmm. as he always is, and it, it works so well here. And he said, you know. So many of these people take on these movies, and they're like, I mean, and De- Denny Villeneuve is one of them. For did doing, he make your list? For Denis doing Villeneuve. Yeah, he was number two. Oh, he was your number two, okay. Yeah. But he did Blade Runner, and I think did a great job with Blade Runner. But a lot of people are arrogant and say, 
I, I can take on this thing. Why remake this great musical? And he did, and a lot of people like it more than the original. I haven't seen the original, but and I'd love to now. But oh, I just it's, think it's he, better. He, this one is, mm-hmm. and it's just it's so cohesive. It just it just works. It's like they're singing, they're dancing, all the direction, the directing of the actors, the ca- I mean, the camera work, the camera work, the camera work. It's just it's good. And honestly, like I don't like musicals, and th- this movie suffered f- for that okay. for me. But like this was a brilliant directorial job. Yeah, but it's I, really I totally agree okay, with everything. Sure, you said. fine. I, and maybe that maybe you guys are right. But it's not Dennyville News. My number one. It's not better direction than that. No fucking way. It's and I don't think it's better than. Obviously, I don't think it's better than Ridley here's Scott either. Here, like here's what I'll say. It, Dune is like a movie built for me to like. And it, it, it's a movie I came out being like, that was brilliantly directed as well. I agree with you. I liked that a lot, but it was just a, there was just a little something missing. And this movie was, I was like, Ugh, oh, I can't, I don't want to see this little slog. And I was like, fuck, you changed my mind about a genre. All right. Well, it's a good point. There's the contention you wanted. Well, I, I haven't said my number one. You haven't? No. And it is? Uh, let me just. Wait, I thought it was. Notes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh. It is Dunee the Okay, so he's going to win. So he is going to win, uh, yes. ultimately. But uh, Happy with that. Happy with that. Yeah. But, uh, Chapin, I love the point you brought up about uh, Spielberg. And he, you guys are right. Like, And I love Spielberg. And he is... For me to be just sitting there amazed at the filmmaking of West Side Story, and that's what I was amazed at. I wasn't... Again, I don't like the music particularly. I don't really like the dancing numbers. I was amazed at the filmmaking, the cohesiveness of everything together. That's Spielberg. I, look, I, I think that's a similar thing with like you think about Scorsese with with the Irishman, right? Like this problems, it's too long, like it's whatever it might be. But you're like, this is such a good filmmaker that knows what he wants, and yeah, look, maybe yeah. maybe Scorsese doesn't quite understand how like what budgets are and stuff. But, but like, honestly, I just think there's a there's a there is. I don't want to say it's we're taking great filmmakers for granted, but I do want. But I do agree with you guys that Spielberg is. Arguably the most talented filmmaker alive ever, like you know, and has made some of the greatest movies ever, and can do it effortlessly. Because I will say, even though I don't like that movie, none of that stuff seemed hard for him. Like no, no, it didn't. And, 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 that's and more importantly, it didn't feel hard for the audience. Sure, I just, I just didn't like Irishman that movie. is like, a fucking slog. Irishman is actually pretty good, but it's good, but it's a slog. It and, is and. Whatever. But look, but on the same thing, like the West Side Story has problems too. The songs I don't like, like whatever. Like you can find a problem with these movies, but even if you like the direction. All right, Jeremy. The winner is Denis Villeneuve. All deserved. Happy Dune. Twenty points ties the uh, record Guys. so far. This is the first win and first Fixie nomination for Denis Villeneuve. Steven Spielberg, West Side Story, 13 points. And then Ridley... Look at that list of directors. Yeah, One, two, three there. <laughs> Ridley Scott, number three, with the last duel. Hey, guys. This is Brantley. Just wanted to um, send in a voice memo for the Fixie Award show. Um, I didn't get a chance to see a lot of the big awards movies this year. And I know you guys do not have a category for documentary films. But if I had to um, give a shout out to a film that I truly love from this past year, uh, it's going to be the documentary Val about Val Kilmer, um, reflecting on his life uh, in Hollywood uh, while he goes through a different difficult issue where he has lost his voice. Um, uh, it's very um, heartfelt. Uh, you know, his son Jack uh, helps um, narrate uh, aspects of it. 
Um, and it's just a really touching and uh, interesting documentary that I would highly recommend to people. Okay, so here we are, guys. Best picture of the Fixies. So on this category, we count down from 10. We got 10 of them. Um, we've talked a lot about most of these movies, I'm guessing. I'd be surprised if there might be one or two yes. on this that we haven't talked about. Um, but let's uh, let's just get into it. I mean, you figured out how we do this at this point. Let's um, just get my explaining. Yeah, and I, who's up first? I don't. Am I up first? No, I think I am. Okay. All right. Uh, my number 10 is actually the movie we just debated about. It is West Side Story. It snuck on my list because of Spielberg's uh, filmmaking, Janusz's cinematography, the acting. Uh, so all the things. All the things except for the part where they're singing and dancing. Yeah. Even though I don't mind it, it's just... It just Hmm. I guess okay. I just don't like the music there. But, okay, yeah. so that is it. That's my number 10. So this tends to happen with the Best Picture category because we've talked about a yep. lot of this stuff, so we don't usually have as much to say. Well, let's debate it if we need to. Sure. Oh, we're gonna. There's a couple we're going to yeah. debate. We're going to get into it. Oh. All right, Chavin, what's your number 10? The Last Duel. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, really like this movie, and I guess it speaks to the quality of the year a little bit. I know I've been bad-mouthing it a little bit, but... Um, yeah, I, I guess a, a, a return to form for, for Ridley Scott. I think, you know, as soon as I'm thinking like, oh, God, he's never like going to do anything good again. He makes a great movie. And then House of Gucci. We saw House of Gucci the week before. Yeah, and I like, mean, and House of Gucci was fine. But like um, uh, this was really just like a well-constructed, just a, everybody working at the top of their game and um, a, a really a fun movie I wish would have done better at the box And office. rewatchable, for sure. Totally like, rewatchable. Really rewatchable. Like, I honestly can't wait to rewatch yeah. it. And it's on. I think it's on HBO Max now. I own it because we had to buy it when we bought it. But one yeah. of the few you bought yeah. to for the podcast. We bought a lot. Like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. I mean that you actually didn't. Oh, that I yeah, that yeah. I like that I own. Yeah. Um, my number ten is Tick Tick Boom. Um, really, I liked this movie a lot. I mean, honestly, I will say that it's like it's always been in my top Jeremy ten. Couldn't and even look you in the eye when you said that. Well, okay. <laughs> um, it, it was always in my top 10, but it has been kind of like ticking down. <laughs> but I still really liked it. And I think obviously this is Garfield's movie and he makes it 100%. Um, but there's some, other, there's some other good performances in this movie. I love the musical numbers. I like the songs in this. Do you love this. the musical numbers? I actually really do. I don't, not all of them, but there's a couple that I really, really like. I yeah. like the 3090 one at the beginning. I like the song that he writes for the, the one that he keeps trying to write. And then you have that scene with Vanessa Hudgens and yeah. uh, Alexandra Ship, I, uh, I think is her name. Um, and I really liked that scene. I thought, you know, I a, thought, I thought the like the musical performances, all the actors doing yeah. those were really, really good. good. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good movie. And Lin Manuel Miranda was like, like this movie is not like amazingly yeah. directed, but he knows how to make this type for of sure, movie for sure. And there's a weird parallel between I think this and Drive My Car. You know, like the there's a lot of similar themes going on, which I think is interesting. And like this, also, I don't know. This movie kind of does really capture the tragedy of Jonathan Larson, like. That's like that. It's like a, a huge tragedy of what happened to him. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with everything you're saying. Other than like, ultimately, it didn't stick with me. This movie, other than Garfield's performance, yeah. stuck with me. But uh, I just that's, think that's like, kind of how I feel. Too, I right? just think like this is a movie that like I can see myself. Like I've listened to the soundtrack a couple times of this. Like it's just kind of stuck with me. I enjoyed it. It's light. It's like a lot of fun. And Garfield is really, really great. And sometimes a performance can get a movie in your top ten. And yeah. I think it did. Great. All right, here we go, guys. My number nine, Coda. Oh, my God. oh, it's Coda. Coda didn't make my list, Chapin. Coda is my number nine. Jeremy. 
Jesus so Christ. wow, yeah. Now you have to you have to direct your eye or someone else. I'm the <laughs> it's only been one yelling that, at me for three months. I mean, if a movie gets me emotional and I fall for it like that, I mean, it does something right. And it, I, it I, I got emotional. It's a good it. movie. Here's the thing: I was too. like, you know, got dusty in the old room. This is this is what we've been talking about. This movie this year might have been shy of great movies, but it had a lot of good movies. Coda is a good movie, and I said on the podcast, I don't think it's great. I think it's yeah, good. It's good for a Netflix of the week movie. You're right. See, you are being you're you That's are not giving it enough is. credit. It is a good movie. Okay. And it didn't make my list just because thank I God. but thank I thank God it's nine. Let's just move on. I don't want to talk Chapin, about it. Chapin, stop. Don't jump. Chapin, don't do it. You been, oh! Chapin, no! All right, Chapin, sorry, you've folks. been waiting for months to Guys, have this, this argument. Is, this is a movie of the week. That's in every way. It's just it's cheaply made, it's predictable. It's it's like I just want to rip your eyes open and say, look at this movie. This is not a movie that belongs on the Get Your Film Fix top ten. You are bringing the quality of this podcast down, Jeremy. I don't think so. I think it was uh, Jesus. In real First of all, and I think he is bringing the quality of the podcast up with this debate. But <laughs> I will just say this: if a movie is shot in Massachusetts, it just gets twenty points. That is not true. Oh, that's not me? true. Yeah. No, that's not true. That is true. No. No, if you're going to assign the 20 points for a movie that Jeremy's involved in, it's going to be... I didn't, I didn't it's gonna put be Free Guy on the... Well, I mean, it's I like number, just Free Guy's number two. <laughs> he said he liked Free Guy. Yeah, that's fun. I just think... I, I didn't go with big it's expectations. It's not good. It's not, it is, Jamie. Watch and it again. I, have, it I did again. watch it again. I don't know anymore. Moving on. It's a good movie. I'm glad you have it there, Jeremy. It didn't end up making my list, so I'm glad you got it in there. I gave it two Mostly nominations. because I would have been a little annoyed if we didn't get to have this argument. Got two nominations. Yeah. Both from Jeremy. Did yeah. you see that coming? No, well, I, I think That's true. I think That's was, interesting. I, I that think Lee was afraid. No, I it really wasn't. Literally. I actually <laughs> really wanted it to be on my list because I'm like, if I don't get to have this argument with Chapin, I'm going to be disappointed. But I can't put it on just for the argument. I did. Nice. He doesn't even like it. <laughs> Uh, all right, Jamie, what's your number nine? He's like, Coda! <laughs> Licorice Pizza. Wow. What? Oh, I'm my so gosh. shocked. His number 10 and number nine, I thought would have been yep. way higher. Yep. Nope. Licorice okay. Pizza. Anything to add? We talked plenty about we it. We talked yeah. about it, yeah. We my number nine on it. is Drive My Car. Again, maybe this should be higher, but like, I just, I really like this movie and I don't know why. Like, I, I just that movie. was so sucked into it. That's pretty low. Well, I think Licorice Pizza and Last Duel are pretty low. So, oh, 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 I'm okay, Lee. Yeah, well, Coda's my number one. Oh, I'm going to oh, change it. I don't oh, care what I gave Brantley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I just think, like, I, I like that there's just, like, no wasted moments in this movie. It's three hours long, but, like, it's efficient. Like, every moment. It is, yeah, These yeah. long, quiet moments are, are not drawn out. They're, like, appropriately mm-hmm. quiet. And I just think, like, that. I love movies like that. They're hard, they are, they can be hard to watch. This movie I didn't think was hard to watch. No. I don't know. I don't think And I was, was like, even while I was, like, went to see this, I'm like, man, I'm probably, like, this seems like a movie I'm going to have to see again, but I'm not going to want to see again. I actually really do want to watch this movie again. I think it's going to get even better. But, you know, I just think, like, right now, it's, I, I, it reminded me a little bit of Nomadland, like, this introspective nature. I like that it's about grief, but not, like, explicitly discussing yeah. grief like it's just showing people's life lives after tragedy and that's and interesting I, like, I know i know i said it was really talky but i like that like i like the dialogue i think that scene between the younger actor and uh our, our director in the car yeah like, i mean, I mean that that's an, so it's an extraordinary well scene yeah. yeah really good. it's it's an incredibly well acted 
And um, it's saying stuff without saying it. I think it's filmed like in real cars. Like it's a, it's like a twenty minute scene. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's it, it's um, yeah, and I fucking love that nine hundred turbo Saab. I don't know why, but I just love. That it's a car. perfect car for that yeah. movie for yeah. some yeah. reason. Just, it works so it well. It just sticks out yep. in Japan for some it's reason. It's great. Yeah. All right. All so right. for me, this is why I kind of said this year is not great for movies because honestly, my ten through eight, I don't feel good about having on my best picture list but we have to do 10 yep um so my number eight and talk about a movie making it on just for a performance it's spencer oh that's too low yeah well i mean it it really i mean i had a lot of problems with it walking away from it but the feeling i ended up getting because of her performance and maybe i need to watch this again i was a little yeah you do need to watch yeah and what she she brought to it and and what that movie ended up saying about you know sort of a, a genuine human emotion that worked enough for me to get it at number eight. So basically, my list is what I'm saying starts at seven. Starts at seven. Don't That's a real that. list. It start, say it starts at eight because Spencer's a great movie. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I don't care what you think. Okay. <laughs> I'm the one who had it on my list. Yeah. I gotta be honest. Like, I, I'm really happy with my my top ten. Like, well, I mean, I'm not already because. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. First two. It's your turn. Oh. Number eight. My number eight is uh, Kvadis Ada. Oh yes, I'm so glad that made your list. Um. Really, really just, I, I, you know, Lee, you brought this up, and it's a little sort of distasteful to say about an event like this, but, you know, when you see a movie and it makes you want to learn more about an event, yeah. that's nice. Um, I, I think this movie is really um, extraordinary in that it takes place in, like, such a short time. It's like this very isolated yeah. incident that happens, and then you jump forward after a while, and you, you, I think the ending scene kind of deals with the ramifications. Like, how do you, especially that particular war, like, how do you live with people in the yeah. same space? Um, after you've after there's been genocide and this awful war and um, I thought that right. uh, that thing with the apartment was really really interesting and really nice and you know you have this sort of hyper real like you know like really immediate focus in that first half and then the last you know 20 minutes of it is this sort of the aftermath and just a really well constructed movie and um, I mean fun to like it is it really it's, is it's right good to, it's like entertaining to watch it's not. You know, it's not like particularly distasteful, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a tough. Like, I think you had a hard, the hardest time with it. Mm. Like, I, I really like. I don't know how to describe these. Like, whatever these stories are, where like the UN is, I find the UN fascinating because like they can't do anything, but they're there to like keep the yeah. peace. Like, I find and and um, No Man's Land is the movie I always bring up about. It's just such a fascinating movie where like the UN is involved, can't and can't do anything to solve the problem. And this is a similar situation. I find that so fascinating. And when you put that into a story of like just this like horribly true events that we just don't know a lot about, yeah, is is really really interesting. And there's and, not a lot of like, oh yeah, the Serbs are this. You know, there's it, it just it's one of those movies that just like drops you into it, and you just got to figure it out. Yeah, you know? and, this and movie, it doesn't really matter. But like, and I'm not I'm not like taking away from this movie and being like, oh, I've been so, I'm, I've been so blind to what's going on. Like, I'm not being naive. Like, and just saying like. Oh, whatever. That that I don't care about that. But that's not really what this movie is doing. It's not like a trying to raise awareness of this situation. No, no. It's just trying to like tell a story about this character in this situation. And yeah. whether it's true or not, it's fascinating. I mean, I really appreciate that point you just brought up, Jabin, about like uh, living with people. Well, she said it was a point I brought up. Yeah, no, but the the point at the end, <laughs> living with people that you've had you've gone to war with and sharing yeah. the same space. Yeah. I like that scene was so impactful to me, and I didn't really quite understand why. Yeah, but it, that's that's it. They had to again after doing these horrible things. 
be in the same apartment, go to the same grocery yeah, stores. Yeah. And that's like crazy. All right. Uh, my number, as I'm going through this, I'm like, maybe this was a really good year. I don't know. But my number eight is The Lost Daughter, um, which we've talked a lot about already. And I, I was the lowest on this movie, I think, when we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. And I've, you moved up. I have, I, I haven't really rewatched it start to finish, but I probably have seen it again. Like I've gone through, watched scenes of Livia Coleman, Jesse Buckley, Dakota Johnson was an honorable mention for me and, and supporting actress. Um, oh, and I just think, like, something else we haven't talked about, the score in this movie is really good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it would be the score in this movie, but it's really good. Yeah. And this is just, like, a a good story about a kind of an unlikable person. And yeah. I just think it's, yeah, I just, this movie has really, really stuck with me. All right, so this is where I really appreciate my list moving forward. And my number seven, right, we're on number seven, yep, is uh, Nightmare Alley. Uh Hmm. I'm surprised. I, I liked it though. Like I, was, I liked it a lot too, but I didn't think it was going to make either. I think it's it was going to be on it's your at list. Number but... eleven for me. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. Man, you liked it the most. Yeah. Apparently not. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I really appreciate the world built here um, that Del Toro built, uh, and like I said, the set design, the acting. It just there was just a mood. It just felt like something. It's just like something he could only he could bottle up and give to you, give you like a potion. So, all right, that's interesting. I'm, that's weird because a, our, the last podcast we released before the Fixies was Chapin liking that movie more right. than us, well, and it made your list. Weird is he was on my bet. Like he just missed my best director, director list. list. Too, yeah. Um, well, the only nomination that that movie had until now was cinematography. No, Bradley. Bradley oh Cooper. no, Bradley Cooper. You're right. You nominated him. You're up number. Drive my car. Seven. Drive my car. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we're in the same range there on that. I one. really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think there were just times when it when it didn't. Just parts of it just didn't work for me. Um, that kind of like dropped it below out of the top five. But um, I can definitely see why everybody loves this movie and why it's been nominated for an Oscar. Um, Who cares. Yeah, it doesn't matter. A nominated um, for a lot of fixies. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that, that's all I have to say. We've talked all about it. All right, my number seven. It's a movie we have also talked a good amount about. Um, it's The Green Knight. I mentioned that it was the first movie I saw that, that over the summer where I was like fixie contender, and it's exciting when you get that first one of the year, and yep. maybe that influences you a little bit. Like well, it you sticks definitely with you. were the one who was but champion. I love. I really, really loved this movie. I thought it was so good. I've always talked about how much I like these movies that are like sort of set in reality, but also like you know fantasy. And I just think when you can blur the two, it, yeah, it effectively, it's really good. I, what, what I really loved it. What I find interesting about our our best picture lists are they don't they don't always quite. Uh, mesh with what we've been saying as far as like what we thought about the directing or the acting or the cinematography it becomes more about the gut like we just oh, like this movie I like yeah. this movie and this is where it's going to be and how For I sure. feel about it which is I think obviously the right way to do it um all right uh my number 6 is licorice pizza it's too low uh you know again movie we've talked about a bunch uh, another bottle it up potion that you know you just wanted sort of nostalgia for something you've never even known. And, and PTA was not on your best director. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he was the only one who who nominated. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah. good. All right. Yep, he was. Yeah, he, he was screen. Uh, he was my. He wasn't my number one on anything. I, he was uh, two for two for screenplay, I think, and five for director. These. I um, licorice pizzas. You just want to spend time with that movie. 
Like it's just yeah, and I think it's gonna. I mean, I'm gonna buy it, of course, because I buy how all his movies. But like, um, yeah, it's gonna grow on us, and, and it's I'm gonna sure move I'll, up on your list. I'll come back and when we're you know breaking this down. In I did 2029. I, I have seen it twice, which you guys haven't, which yeah. maybe makes a difference. But uh, you're up, yeah, six. Is that right? Yep. West Side Story. Um, yeah, I mean, like I don't like musicals, right? And so I thought this was brilliant, direct, brilliantly directed. Oh, I'm really frustrated. I don't look up as a company. I I like I like that it's. Um, I think it's well written. Um, yeah, it changed my mind about musicals. Well, I'm happy about that because I want you to watch more musicals. Um, well, actually, I don't know if I care. I want you guys to watch more animated movies. That's really the thing I need you guys to get on board with. But because there okay. were a couple good ones this year, none of which we've talked about. But yeah, my number six is a hero, which you guys just I guess didn't like that much. I really, really like this movie. I've told you why. Um, you know, I just think there's a lot of good performances. It's just. This is just like a, like a real yeah, it's a, situation. It's an like interesting. It's just, I think it's an interesting slice of life. Like this yep. idea that this guy, you can first of all, you can go to jail in Iran for a debt. Yeah. Um, and then you, but you also have like you leave. Can leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like it's barbaric, but also like better than America. Like what's going on here? But yeah, so I lo- I love that about yeah. this movie. And I, I'd love to finish it at some point. But I, you know, I fix yeah. these. I think this was such a great movie. I am disappointed you guys didn't like it. But what are you gonna do? I'm, I'm here to I'm here to champion it. Uh, all right, my number five is a movie that maybe I'll watch the most uh, from this year moving forward, but I don't know. It's the last duel. Number five. Okay, well, that's it's been a a, a big nominee. Yeah. Has it? It hasn't won anything. No, but certain a certain movie keeps winning everything. My number five is Don't Look Up. Um, Get that out of the way. I really, I really, I just, I just enjoyed watching this and. Um, I I I think I made a dumb prediction ultimately, but it could have still happened that Don't Look Up is going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. Um, I didn't say the Fixies. I did not I say really the hope Fixies. it doesn't win anything. But ever. I will say just like that that this movie was it lived up to everything I wanted it to be. I thought it was just just great and fun and um, poignant, and I like the you know and and it was just the mood that I needed. I understand why people th- say it's a little. Over the top, or or whatever, but like it just it really just worked for me. It really worked for me, and um, I mean, like I'm gonna be. I've talked. You think Chapin was pissed about Coda? If this is your number one, I am. I've thought about. I've thought about how how uh, in in some of the work that I do, I thought about like how like it's very difficult to message climate change stuff. It's like it's not sexy. It's long term, whatever. But like. I think Adam McKay kind of cracked the cracked the code a little bit. It's like, yeah, we're gonna throw all these sexy people in it. We're gonna use like a very vague metaphor, and we're going to, um, um, you make know, make a great movie. Yeah, and, and and kind of like make it funny. It's a and, movie and, it's, and satire. It's, it's a movie of our time, honestly, and and it's not only like and I like the code, like you just can't. this is gonna be Jeremy's number one, and it's really frustrating. And and like I don't understand how it also is 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 sort of got an emotional core. That last scene at the dinner table, like, oh sort of God. gutted me. Yeah. Like, I mean... It's like, good, but it's not great. Like, that's amazing to pull that off after that movie. So, anyhow, great pick, Chapin. My great number five pick. is Spencer. I've talked plenty about what I love so much about that movie. Christ. It's a really, really great movie, I think. I think it's... It's available again, on Hulu. We should, we should kind of call out where these things are available. Yep, so. you can watch Spencer yeah. on Hulu. Again, I, I just think it's... It, when a movie, I've said this so many, many, so many times. I just think when a movie p- 
piques my interest in something that I want to go read more, watch more, then it's it's got something going for it. And I was remember JFK was like the first one that ever did that yeah. for me. And Spencer did that. Like I just don't care about the royal family. I think it's a, such a silly thing that people are interested oh, in. So, yeah. And I watched Spencer, and I was like, find me every book on Princess Diana. Like, let me learn about this 90s period of, of the royal family. I just could not get enough of it. It's, I just it's, think it's, it's so a, fascinating. It's a tough thing because, you know, the. I think the best, best season so far of The Crown was the most recent one, which involved Diana. and had a I very, like The Crown. So we're Diana. still in the, Claire, the first season with yeah. Claire Foy, which it's just very slow. And it's, yeah, it's, it's more slow. But the, the, the fourth season when Diana comes, it's just like. Uh, and Elizabeth Debicki plays in the Diana? in the next one, and the this one, one is this other this younger actress who is very very good at it as well. Yeah, um, Olivia Coleman also in that show. Yeah, as the Ex- as excellent. the queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, number four, Jeremy. Right. Yeah, number four. So this is uh, is probably the one I'll look back on and wish I had higher uh, eventually. But it's uh, the worst person in the world. A movie that's, that's won. also my number four, and I also feel the exact yeah. same way. Okay. Just because of talking about it and how yeah. many fixie winners. Uh, wins, yeah. it, it's got tonight and all that, and just even even the nostalgia of looking back on it. And that's my number three. Okay, and I, I I feel the same, and like to the point where there was a there was this moment I was like I was really tired. It was uh, Wednesday night. I was really tired, and I was you know messing around with my lists, and I was like, where does this go? What's my gut telling me? And I had my list, and I moved worst person in the world to like one because I was like. Like, I love this movie. I'm like, no, this is recency yeah. bias. Like, yeah. and I was just like, no, like, don't like think about this in the morning. And I came back and it's my number three. But you guys are right. Like, it's just, it's just such a good don't movie. Don't jump at it like that. On the fix well, I'm sorry. Piece. You guys both had it at four. And I just, okay. what's I, your number four? My number four is Dune, um, which, you know, I did really, really like in the theater. It's been nice. I've been doing my reviews on Letterboxd and it's been nice to go back and look at those because it's sometimes it's been a while and. I reviewed it very well on Letterboxd, and I went back to the podcast. And Where can people find you on Letterboxd? Uh, I don't know. Lee, <laughs> Lee, I think it's Lee G. I think you're Get the Film. I think I'm Lee G-Y-F-F Lee, I think, or Lee G-Y-F-F. Um, well, anyway. you post it, it's like, this is what Get Your Film Fix said. Well, I post it on there, and oh. I have the logo, but... Um, Anyway, yeah, I went... James, like, you don't speak for me. I went back and read that, and I was like, I reviewed this very highly. But I'm like, I know I need to watch this again. So I was waiting and waiting, hoping it'd be back on HBO Max, because I'm cheap. Finally, I rented it, and I watched it again. I'm like, God, this is just such a good movie. Like, like Villeneuve was my best director. I just think it's it's really, really good. I mean, the acting, like, is all good. It doesn't need to be any better than it is. And that's my number three, so... Okay. I just think, dude, it's a great movie. I'll let Chapin blow first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you're number my three, number right? Three is don't look up. All right. I'm just, it, as long as it's not your number one. Honestly, is that like a sigh of relief. Really? It, it really is because I know it can't win now. No, it's not good enough. Yeah, you got it. I'm just. I know it can't win now. Honestly, like I, I, I don't really know why I didn't like this movie. Because I think it's funny. I think the actors are good. I think the idea is right. It just I just don't think that it's particularly smart. I just think it's I don't think it 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 needs to be smart. Point one, that's yeah, that's getting it. That's drunk. I just it needs to be smart and I don't think it Why does it need to be smart? Why does it need to be smart? I mean this is this is something this issue and let's not get too political about it, but it's like, yo, you like look at your look at the news. 
there are you know we're, we've got hurricanes in places you never have hurricanes you got you know the the the, the northwest is burning up in summers like we just like regularly for us is forest so, fires so why make forest fire season. if it's if it's everywhere because so, nobody's, it's nobody's doing anything yeah. about it and it's like hey but nobody's gonna do anything dumbasses. about it anyway not like the movie. So, so you guys just, already said the movie's so not doing that. So you just give up and But that's what art's about. It's like taking yeah. something and be like, oh, hey, it's not about like motivating people to do something about climate change. It's like this. We're investigating. We're looking at why people are so fucking blind to this but issue. But does this movie yes, show you why? Yes, because people like Leo and people like Jennifer Lawrence are like on wars on Twitter. You know, we've got like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is like a physicist and like a very famous guy. You know, like. He's a, these people are personalities right. instead of being like real scientists. We talked about Fauci at brunch today. Yeah, we were like, true. we were like this he guy who's saving the world likes a celebrity and has been the tar- has been made into an enemy by the right. This guy's a, a brilliant man who helped cure AIDS. <laughs> well, is AIDS cured? I like, Almost getting there. I really like these points you're making. I, I don't know what to say. Like I just I wanted to like don't look up. So I know, but what I don't understand is like didn't. what I don't understand. It's like that's fine. You don't have to like it, but your like reaction to us liking it doesn't make much sense to me. Like you're you're acting like you you dis like you hated it, which I didn't. So I just I, I don't. Why can't you just appreciate that we appreciate it? Because I don't think it's a great movie. No, I, I think we, we know that because and and we're talking about yeah, the greatest a, movies of the year. It's a lot worse than Coda. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot better than Coda. Worse than Coda. It is way better than Coda. I just think, well, according to you, it's four movies better than Coda. No, that's, Coda was nine. Don't look up three. Oh, okay, so so five movies better. Six. Yeah, let's not forget What am I blowing right now? $75,000. This is the thing is that, like, <laughs> I can, like, I think, I think Don't Look Up can be a movie that you can appreciate, like, the idea behind it. You can laugh at it. It's funny. It's good acting. It's true. a fun I didn't movie. Think about that, I've literally been paid off by that movie. <laughs> and, and, but that doesn't make it a fixie nominee to me. I don't think it's a great movie. Like, I, and I don't know. I don't know how else to say we're it. Not gonna, maybe, we're not going to solve this debate right we're now. We're not going to. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. Um, uh, but that's your number three, that's right? That's my number three. Your number three was two, right? Yeah. And my number three. Now, honestly, my three, two, one. If any of those won, I'd, I'd be happy. Like, I don't. It's okay, okay. in contention. My number three is worst person in the world. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's probably, yeah. All right. Uh, I think Jeremy and I both have it too low. Number two for you, Jeremy? Uh, my number two is actually Drive My Car. Wow. I, I'm sorry. I love this movie. It's really I, good. I really appreciated it. I appreciated the structure of it. I appreciated the performances. I just, I, it hooked me. This is a movie for me I think will end up higher over time. Yeah, I think maybe you it's guys will both have that higher over time. I, I just really, I was just, I never got bored in in that whatever three-hour movie. I wanted to keep going. I wanted to find where these characters were. Man, I, I have no what's going to happen here? Yeah. I think I know what your number one is, but mm. your, your, number your number two? Titan. Whoa. Yes. 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 I love that. Yeah, I love Titan. It just came off my worst person in the world. Like every, it knocked that off my list. That was my number ten. Um, no, Titan uh, was my number ten. Worst Titan. person in the world knocked it off. I just think it's a good movie. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's excellent. Weird. Palm but, door, palm door. Oh, yeah. Don't come in here. <laughs> don't come in here, palm door. I can't believe we just high fived on the podcast. We never got to do that before. That's pretty cool. Is this still rolling? This oh yeah. Is, okay, good. All right, man, Titan. All right, my number two is a movie that Chapin had way too low. You had a little bit too low. Uh, the Last Duel. 
Wow. Wow, that's Just really high. so good. I mean, the fact that we all, all had that, it could be, it has a chance. Yeah, who knows? Universal. Yeah, that's true. The Last Duel, I mean, yeah, we've talked plenty about it. It's such a, such a great, great movie. Couldn't shut it off. But, you know, there's always that thing, like, when you're watching a movie at home, like, how often do you look at your phone? Never looked at my phone during this movie. Like, just... What? I, do you have I, any idea? Yeah, Dune, I think, is number one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know what yours is. You should, but... Should I? You know what his is? If you figure, if you thought about it, you'd know it. But um, all right, so my number one. Wait, wait. I want to see if we can guess. All right, your number one is Dune. Your number one is. You already said drive my car. Um, wait, you already. Your said number one is. Did you say Lost Daughter yet? My number one. That's your number one. I thought Lost you, you already said Licorice Pizza. I didn't. Oh, okay. All right, oh, there wow. we go. Figured it out. Yeah. All right, so yeah, mine is Dune. It was the most fun I had in movie theaters in a long time. Oh, shit. Um, I mean, you I don't. Know, first of all, we've never had a unanimous best picture. We didn't have any ever? unanimous. Never. We've never had, had we, one. We've had two. Yeah, you both three. like Parasite, and what was what was last year? Nomadland, and you had Mank, mm-hmm. and then we had all three different ones in the year before that. Beautiful you, Boy. You you had Mank. All right, so let's clear this up for their listeners. Okay. Mine is Dune. Chapin's yep. is The Lost Daughter. And Mine is Licorice Pizza. Is the Licorice Pizza okay? So uh, yeah, Dune. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Other three, than I, like, incredibly different movies. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I mean, of, of the three of us, I would not have put me as the Dune no, one. No, not at all. Yeah. The last, yeah. be the last person ever. That would have been Dune. Uh, I would say I'd be the lost daughter, and you'd be probably still Licorice, Licorice Pizza. pizza yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't know what else to say about Dune. It's just like I can't Great. wait to watch the next one. I think like just the whole. Uh, spectacle of it was amazing and that's what you go to the movies for i really hope tiebreakers don't come into in in here what if we have a tie for best picture that would be weird okay so i think i need you i need to hear you defend liquor pizza because it's just, because we reviewed it and you didn't this did not come out on the no. review that, oh that I, it would have been your best yeah so well two things happened one the rewatch. I, I i the rewatch helped and remember the, the first time i saw it i had the funky sound issues in the theater right and I just like the the also the thing about the rewatch like going into the rewatch it was like I obviously want to see it with the sound but I was just like I cannot wait to go spend time with these people again and just being in PTA's world with Gary and Alana was just like delightful like all I wanted to do is just like keep watching them mm. and just keep like seeing more of these like vignettes these like moments in time of these like quirky random things that people got up to. Yeah. And I just love that that Paul Thomas Anderson can create that better than anybody. I just love spending time in that like and like look, like I, I know we music, like good songs and like Life on Mars, like you can say like, oh that's just a good song. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, so what? Like I like watching like Cooper Hoffman run through traffic with Life on Mars playing. Yeah. Like that's a delightful movie experience. And I just think that's you know All what? part of what PTA does so well. You know what I think is interesting is that I always, you know, I always think I always think of PTA and Quentin at you know sort of parallel to each other, right? Mm-hmm. And and they came came up at the same time, and they're friends, and we know that. And like you know, like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was kind of like a hangout movie, you know, and and so, so was this Licorice one. Pizza, yeah. yeah. And like they're they're like they're sort of like getting back to their roots in a weird way, and like you know they're not like they're they're they're, they're unexpected. These movies are unexpected, and they're not exactly what people think. But people seem to, lo- you yeah. know, seem to love them. And and like I know that you guys had some issues with like, I know you said it's unfocused, which I think is very harsh. 
but even if you want to kind of follow that that line and say like okay like what is the what is the point of Bradley Cooper in this movie what is the point of Sean Penn in this movie but like I think the only reason we say that about those two scenes is because you have these two like big actors in them because you could say like what's the point of Selling mattresses. What's the point of doing well, this? You What's the point of his character? Yeah, you understand the industrial. Yeah. But it's all to me. It's just all about like who who Gary Valentine is, who Alana uh, Alana Kane is, and what they get up to. And watching that was just the okay, best so movie experience for me. So, what was your number one last year? No uh, Madland. Mad no Madland. And then what was your number one the year before Parasite? Parasite? So now, how how would you say... Now, I, I have a feeling that this movie, you're going to come back to this movie a lot more than those other two. 100%. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. I think that's really interesting. All right, guys, should we reveal the best picture? Yeah, winner? I have no idea what it's going to be. I mean, yeah, unless you can do, do some you want quick math in your head. Want to predict? No, let's just do No, it. because I'm worried there's going to be tiebreakers involved. I think it might involved. be Dune. All right, and the best so picture... So all of these were on all our lists. Yep. Was Lost Daughter on your list? No. So no. it's probably it's not, not going to be that. Daughter. Best picture Pixie is... Dude, Dude. with twenty five wow. points, worst person in the world is second. What a what a performance by worst person yeah. in the world. I mean, uh, last minute, like, kind of wish worst person in the world won that. If I had yeah. moved it up, yeah. all right. So if I, where was that on your list? Dune's kind of a basic. Pick. Yeah, I can't. Dune's a best picture winner. I mean, that's the problem. Is like it's just I mean, like, it was, I, was, yeah, like I was saying. It's, it's my number like, four. Oh, it's such yeah. a big movie and whatever, but it's it's great. It's my number four, and it was best director too. I mean, that does like the he won best director for that. Uh, wait, yeah, Villeneuve won, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yep. Um, and it won best cinematography. All right, so, so Dune is really Dune and worst person. So in the world. sixth place is Don't Look Up. It placed uh, fifth place. Drive my car. Fourth place. The last duel. Third place, Licorice Pizza. Second place, the worst person in the world. So look at those top five: Dune, worst person in the world, Licorice Pizza, Last Duel, Drive My Car. That's not a bad. So top five, eight eight categories: Dune won three, worst person in the world won three. Um, which is impressive for worst person in the world. Yeah. It's up against yeah. a giant. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So guys, that's it. I mean, you want to recap all the winners? No, I want to recap. Yeah. So while we test each other, why don't you recap the winners? Sure. All right. All right. Here we go. Best cinematography was Greg Frazier for Dune. First win for Dune. A best supporting actor is Anders Danielson Lee. Danielson Lee for the worst person in the world. First uh, worst person in the world. Let's win. look at the points too. Eighteen points for Dune for Greg Frazier for Dune. Uh, Twenty points for Anders Danielson Lee. Uh, supporting actress was uh, Jesse Buckley. Love Lost that. daughter. Nineteen points. Uh, best screenplay was the worst person in the world, sixteen points. Best actor Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, twenty points. I like these like rant. Is Mar- that the surprise of the fixies? Well, I Garfield. Would, I, I would almost say M- Mahershala point Ali two. coming I'm at, in second. I'm at point yeah, but it's two, a blowout. Two. Yeah, point two two. Yeah. Oh, shape. Um, I think Garfield winning best act. I know. All right. Did anybody at the beginning of the year say Andrew Garfield is going to no, be the I best actor? I didn't even know this movie was coming out. Uh, Nobody saw this coming. <laughs> yeah. Renee. What's Renata Rainsvay? Renata Rainsvay, worst person in the world, was best actress winner. I think that's the performance of the year, guys. I know, obviously, it wasn't your number ones, but. Uh, director, Denny Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yep. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have drinks left. All right, best picture winner, dude. Well, guys. All right, stop recording. Don't we did up at six. Don't, we did don't the, stop recording. Yeah, we did no. fixies in Vegas. Are you still recording? Yeah.
We all have to test. Come on. I already I revealed mine. You were point two two. Is that that's high? high? Is that high? Yeah. That, uh, how are you feeling? I feel fine. You might want to. You might want to blow again. I'll blow again. Well, let me do mine. Okay. When it's that high, you got to uh, really count it down. Um. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Any honorable mentions that we? Yeah. Just, uh, um. So Nightmare Alley just got edged out of my list. It was number eleven. Power of the Dog was number twelve. Unfortunately. Uh, 13 was Red Rocket, and then I had Tragedy of Macbeth, number 14. I mean, to be honest, that was the biggest disappointment of the year. Try, uh, I, it might have been, actually. Expectation-wise. Yeah. yeah, I was really excited for this movie, Denzel Washington, but honestly, Sean Fennessy's point about like it being, like, Macbeth being about people in their 30s, essentially. Um, yeah. I mean, in a weird way, in a, this is such a weird connection, I'm so sorry for doing this, but Worst person, worst person in the world was like the Mac- what Macbeth should have been. It's like you're in your thirties, yeah. you're like fucking everybody over, and you're just about you're trying to figure your life out. Point oh seven, and I might point. Yeah, you might want to blow again. I think you need to blow again. Um, Weasel probably. So I, I have to say one of the things I'm happiest about because it didn't end up getting in on my best picture thing is just like how much we were able to talk about Titanium. And yeah, taping it being your number two, that. I love that. Like it was a really a movie that stuck with me. Um, we got to talk about the performances. Quo Vadis Ada, you guys both were able to call out nominees that I didn't get on my list from that. Um, you know, Belfast. I know you guys didn't like. It. I didn't love it either. My second time around, though, I kind of started to appreciate with Kenneth, what Kenneth Branagh was doing. But um, last night can, in Soho, can, can I, can I, I like. Can I talk about that movie for just a second? Sure. I watched the first half of, of Belfast, and. I was I was like I I can't believe how un incompetent this movie is. I felt like everything was wrong about that movie. Hmm. Everything was wrong. I I don't I just can't get behind. Roma's a different story, but I have a hard time getting behind the like I need to tell my story that like is it's just point oh five. All right, Chapin, yeah, blow again. <laughs> um. <laughs> Last Night in Soho, Jeremy, you watched it on the plane, too late for your fixie nominees. But that was a movie I really liked. That was a perfect example of that. that this is this is a good movie. This is a good year. The like, only thing I would have gotten into, well, it might have made the end of my top ten, and it might have been screenplay. Can I tell you, Chapin, I brought this up on the Tragedy of Macbeth podcast. I think this will be interesting to include here. Hmm. I told you that I have three, there were three directors that I thought could potentially get nominated. Bless you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that, start this again. Don't put this on Instagram. Yeah. No, because it will reveal what was not nominated. <laughs> That'll be good in the pod. There's, there were potentially three directors that could get nominated for directing without their movies getting nominated for Best Picture. Really? One was, was Joel Cohen. Yeah. For Tragedy Macbeth. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright for Last Night in Soho. And uh, Wes Anderson for... French Dispatch, oh, that was which I really didn't like, but just yeah. think like he just like has a vision. Like, right. Right. did you like French Dispatch? No, I didn't lie. All right, all right. Uh, so hold on, hold on, not live it. No, I'm, I'm about to wrap this up, guys. Okay, let's all do right. it. So I'm gonna wrap it up. So I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, seventh annual Fixies from Las Vegas, Nevada. We I mean, we I did. We clearly enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully, Chavin cut some of the parts out where yep. we're peeing and blowing on the breathalyzer and I mean this is a very prestigious award show yeah. so I don't I don't want to think, gonna blow right now, think anything else of it 
Um, that being said, Chapin's uh, going ahead and uh, going to get one last uh, breathalyzer blow in. And um, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, again, Palmer Associates again. Thank you, Palmer and Associates, for putting this together. And uh, I guess we have to just start uh, our next year. Start a new year. I'll start working on the spreadsheet, which is the only thing that I really do. Live for. Or do. Yeah. I just spend lots of time doing that. Point oh eight. There, there you, you go. go. Now we're so, back. What's wonderful about this is you guys will be able to listen to this. You'll be able to watch a lot of these movies, and then you'll be able to watch the Oscars and just see how wrong how, they get how wrong they get it. Until unless they do the same ones we do. Wow, which is actually pretty possible considering yeah. we Dune won three fixies. All right, guys, thanks for listening. What you reviewed it? You you leaked the. Oh. Stop doing the live thing while we're recording. Just delete it. Yeah. yeah, you can. Share to Izzy, I have to. No, no delete it, Chapin. Really delete it. Just look Okay.